right, we are on. Sean, thank you for coming. Glad to be here. Finally, we've been talking about this podcast or making a podcast together for like the past, what, three weeks? I think it's a bit longer than that. Probably like a, over a month. I think you talked about it probably like around the time we met and I'm like, oh, I'd love to get on that. And you're like, yeah, we could do that. Oh, yeah. That was like months ago. That was like a couple, two, three months ago. Yeah. That was like when we went on that run too. Yeah. That, that oh man back when it was still warm back when it, yeah exactly it's like that night was actually pretty dang cold that was and i'm like it's it was so hard for me to run it because you know it's a straight path but the thing is it's dark and i'm just mm-hmm. like where do i step because you know there's like these little potholes and i'm like i might destroy my ankle or, or both just because if i misstep it's just because mm-hmm. i'm literally in a way running blind and so i'm just like taking a step my ankles are scared to like make contact with the ground it's like no no i got used to holding my my phone up like a lantern <laughs> oh, yeah. no i actually got that i got a vest now oh nice so people that can has, see you yeah and so later this on this year we're i'm gonna do uh hood to coast be so much fun with dude. my sister and so oh, the cool th- no the cool thing with my company it's like it's for free so maybe you know if we train hard enough, we, I can have you. I just need to talk to my sister. I've actually done the Portland to coast, which is the high school version of it. Oh, okay. When I was younger, um, okay. I actually have a bit of fun stories there. There you go. I mean, <laughs> that'd be nice. You know, the thing is that's that's how it was because at high school, it's all oh, that, that would have been fun. Oh that? yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was a great time. I mean, one of the guys was eating. Um, I was gonna say gummy bears. I think it was like Swedish fish or something. Oh, okay. And he was eating it before the run because he was nervous. Oh, no. And when he went running, all that Swedish fish or gumminess just made a ball in his stomach. It's just bouncing around in there the entire time. And he's like, it hurts so bad. Oh, oh no. I, I have a, I, I had a similar situation. Um, I was eating uh, white cheddar Cheez-Its, which I will never eat anymore. Oh, because uh, I started in and I'm running. I'm feeling good because I'm like, oh, yeah, my stomach's fine. It's not as bad as that one guy. Well, then I get out there and I'm running and I'm passing this really cute girl. And all of a sudden I just get really nauseous. Oh, no. <laughs> so as I'm passing her, I just start blowing chunks to the side. And she's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. That would suck. No, and then I sped up and I never saw her again. There you go. <laughs> it's just a memory long lost. No, the funny thing is there was the Stephen Prefontaine Memorial Run up in Coupe Bay. <sighs> That was a fun run. Every year, like pretty much, like every year we'd go, and it's so it was a blast. Stephen Prefontaine has my favorite quote of all time. Oh yeah, Isn't that he got that? to wear the first Nike shoe, and do you know what he said about it? What? Grabbed the label, ripped it off, and said, "Useless air resistance." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! I actually had a cross country coach that I got to run in a race with him. Oh, and he was keeping pace by like meters behind him oh wow and what was really funny was he's like i'm pushing really hard i'm definitely setting some records for myself yeah and then all of a sudden steve prefontaine looks over his shoulder and he's like oh i didn't realize someone was this close to me sped up and took, lost him oh my god <laughs> that has to be like the cockiest thing ever no the that thing was steve prefontaine just he was just cocky just straight up cocky. straight will I mean, because he, like, he had, like, the dominance of it just to, like, just go, go, go. Like, he would, he was pretty much, like, the perfect runner because, like, all the races, the, he only lost, like, a handful of them, I think. He lost, he actually lost quite a bit of these growing up, but it was just his determination yeah. and his perseverance. I mean, it wasn't even, like, 
I've, I've watched the documentary like once or twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, like what well, the thing is, it's like, like they they counted like the high school races, you mm-hmm. know, that just that. I'm sure, and of course, yeah, I'm sure he lost oh, like through like when he started running to like up to like high school. He was just super stubborn. Yeah, and so what ended up happening was like, well, when he was running in in high school, he lost like five something like that between five and ten races yeah he lost a few races and then he just started going faster and faster because he just wouldn't stop well he was in coos bay one of the greatest things that when advantages of that he runs on the beach and so that is like the most greatest resistance ever and so the crazy thing is it's like when my high school we went out to went to coos bay for the memorial run we think we're just like dominating But we're not. We're just like heavy breathing and just like Too much air. Well, it's because it's like it's a fast transition. We don't have yeah. time to settle. We barely have twenty four hours just to like relax. Oh yeah. Because we get there at night, get ready, hang out for a little bit, rest, and mm-hmm. then go to bed and then wake up the next morning and run. Yeah, I was I was actually really lucky in high school because I also was in choir, mm-hmm. so I was able to learn how to breathe. Okay. And so I never had that issue whenever I went to lower elevations. Yeah. Which was kind of nice, but at the same time, it, it felt really weird just taking like a quarter of a breath, okay. being like, "I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need any more." <laughs> no, that's the thing too. When I started running back up again, I was like, "I'm done." Like I run like the fr- barely night, like half a mile, not even that. And I'm just like, "I hate this. I really do." Well, it's it's different when you're running with someone. I mean, I, I no one wants to run alone. There's there's nothing worse than that. I mean, the only time that I have successfully run alone was when I had my mom when I was in high school go 13 miles from my house and put it on the little thing there and just kick me out of the car and I had to run home. Yeah. That was that was something that I forced myself to do. Yeah, like a couple years ago when I started run back, getting back running up again. Thing is, it was kind of, in a way, it was kind of nice to run alone because there's like the pros and cons. Like, yes, I have no one to like, you know, fix a pace. But at the same time, for me, it's like, it kind of gave me solitude to like, okay, focus on myself. Don't worry about, you know, running as fast or trying to do, prove to pretty much prove anyone, anything. It was more like, I'm fo- I'm focusing on myself. I'm going to run. I'm just going to see where the time is. Because the first time on day one, I'm like, just run, see where you are at. Because my pace was like 13 something when I started running again. And then at my heaviest was like a 308. And so that was like insane. Just like, okay, let's just have a starting point. Don't be prideful. Don't be egotistical about it. Just like yeah. just day one. Just let's see where it's at. Just see where your pace is at. Just run one mile just to see where that is. And then just build up on it. And it just oh, felt yeah. so amazing. And then later on, like two, like, a, like two, three months later, my friends, I told my friends, like, yeah, I'm running again. And they're like, can we run with you? I'm like, yeah. And the great thing about Salem is like, there's a park, waterfront park, and there's like a course. There's like actually like this bike path park that goes has all these trails, all these like different destinations, all this stuff. And oh, it's phenomenal. Hopefully one day I can take you up there. That, that honestly was one of my favorite things about cross country was the fact that you're not running around a track. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I... Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, 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 I one time actually on purpose forgot how many laps I'd run running the 3K. Oh. I, I, they had to force me to stop because I'm like, I don't want to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> no, the funny thing is there's one, there's a track meet we had over in Chiloquin. <laughs> so 
The funny thing, Man. yeah. The funny thing is, we like the three thousand was with that at the end. Isn't Chilquin like one of those places that like super heat also? Oh, it was hot. There was yeah, nothing. Coming. I remember there was a track meet that I went on, and it was so hot that people were passing out. So they actually had hoses spraying water over the track, which just made it humid. Yeah, the thing I is, I ran a three k there, and there was a guy that collapsed in front of me, and I had to jump over him to oh, get the finish line. Oh god, <laughs> no, I think. No, we didn't have any of those kinds of problems because it was like early spring. So, oh, okay. yeah, so it wasn't too bad. But the funny thing is, I did my three thousand, and then one of the cute girls on the team, oh. he was like, "Oh my gosh, Carlos, you're so great!" She hugged me. I'm like, "Oh, thanks, appreciate it." And one of the throwers, <laughs> sprinters, I'm like, "Why don't you give me a hug?" And she was like, "Cause he ran longer than you did." I'm like, "Oh, he, you he don't sweat as much." Oh, I'm like pretty much, it's like, "Well, he didn't do, he didn't do anything like he did." I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> It was so funny. And he the look on her face and like, bro, I'm like, seriously? It was so hilarious. Oh man, I get that. I really get that. I think the yeah. That actually that 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 track meet was one that my parents did not actually go to. Oh, okay. Because of the fact that they were going around the lake and you know where all the falling rocks are, right? Yeah. Boulder went straight through the hood of the of the bourbon they had. Oh wow. I was this close to being orphaned. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. That's scary. Yeah, it, it accordioned the hood into the glass so they couldn't see. Oh. Had taken out the brakes, taken out the gas. The engine block is completely destroyed by this boulder that landed on it and then bounced off. Oh wow. Just so it smashed and just kept on going. Yeah, if he would have been speeding just like two more miles per hour. It would have hit them. But if you would have been going five miles over that, the car behind them would have been hit because they were tailgating them. Wow. And they had a tiny car, so it would have killed them. Oh, wow. That's about luck of the draw. Oh, yeah. You're telling me. I, I still laugh at how he had to try to fight with the insurance claim. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> They're like, so you saw a boulder. No. It came down from the sky and went through the wood. So you saw a, a boulder bouncing down. And you ran into it. No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> They went through all the technicalities that ever possible for an accident. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Apparently there was like a, I forgot where it was, but there was like this house insurance or this house that went through the same thing. This boulder ran through the house. Oh my god, destroyed everything. We need to watch out for boulders. I know, but yeah, they're just, you know, they can decide when, you know, when and when and where they wanted to like end you kind of thing. They're like, you know, they're on the move. It's like D&D. Yeah. Falling rocks. (laughs) Falling rocks. No, the... But what ended up happening, like, there was, like, an insurance, like, they're, like, I guess they try to claim it as natural uh, disaster or something oh, like that. Act of God. Act of, or, I don't know. I don't act think... of God is, like, one of those ones that they can claim, well, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. No. But then there's another boulder that comes down your house next week, and you're like, No, but something. They try to do something about, like, natural causes or something. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Something along like that, and the insurance was like, no. They were like, that's ridiculous. We don't cover that. And it's like, how is it? How ridiculous is it to have like some random rock just rolling down the hill and just destroy your house? I'm like, well, and they're going back and forth, yeah. back and forth. And I think they ended up, I can't remember. I think either they lost or they came to like even agreement, but they didn't get anything out of it or a whole lot of out of it. Oh, so. yeah. There's a ton of that. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. like in Italy, it, that's what ended up happening was. You see this before and after this house, this nice, beautiful house on a like hillside. Vesuvius, right? <laughs> That's what floor is lava. <laughs> and so, and so, when it ended up happening, you see like this before, like this house, and this after, this giant boulder, big as my room, just 
won't Ooh. just you see like the trail Atlanta. you see this giant crater through the house mm. and into like like pretty much stopped like a, at least probably like 100 yards away just right there it's just like that is scary that, that is scary i mean in those situations you always think well at least no one got hurt yeah but at the same time you're also thinking gosh how much of my time was just wasted by yeah, I know, right? <laughs> how much of the, how much my money am I gonna have to put towards getting that fixed up? And it's just, yeah, it's a shame. No, it, it is, but but it is. But that's how it is. You know, it's just sometimes. No, the thing is, the luck of the draw. Like that's how it was with the car accident. I was up in Salem. Like we had the same insurance, all three people, because mm -hmm. I was stuck in the intersection, in the middle of it, because traffic. Yeah, in Salem. So I tried to turn, but I didn't look. Too, too carefully and then the van just kind of hit me and then dragged me oh. into another car and i'm like well the car just got like a long scratch um i mean that's that's the number one thing in climate falls or anywhere that it snows the first snow you're going to see a lot of idiots go off the road and there's always going to be accidents i'm never worried about my driving i'm always worried about other people's driving no for me what worries me about here is that i'm worried about people walking jaywalking that's, I mean, you usually know where they're going to be doing it, though. I mean, nobody yeah. walks these days. No, no one does. <laughs> but the thing is, there's people out there that just, just walk in front. Oh, yeah. And then I'm like, you do know there's like a little you know crosswalk that literally stops traffic. Yeah. And they don't use that. They come like, especially over here at Fred well, Line, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's different when you're going down this road. I mean, I can understand that. with. It, it takes a little bit of knowledge of the geography of Klamath Falls for people to really get the perspective. But essentially, it's a really busy street that's got a pretty strong homeless population along this route on this yeah. block this main road yeah oh yeah and uh it's unfortunate that there's so many people that do that but at the same time it, it's there's a lot of fun flaws with the designs in most cities <laughs> yeah, oh yeah oh yeah it's insane it's just uh, that kind of thing but, yeah but yeah but yeah thankfully you know other than that, like running itself, it's just like cathartic. It's yeah, it's cathartic, and I still remember my favorite times to run were always night runs when it was dark. I know you're afraid to twist your ankle, but I've kind of found balancing ways to not have to deal with that. Well, the thing, well. like if it's like in a bit uh, pitch black spot, like the nature trail, I'm mm -hmm. you know that's where I'm kind of worried. But if it's like in the streets. That was like the that was oh, nice. So fun. It is fun because I went up when I was up in Monmouth, like the campus. They actually have like lighted like here. The whole campus is lit. Oh, but like, the lights throw off everything. Yeah, <laughs> right. And so I went. There's one time I went on a midnight run. It was so fun. It just I just went out like everything was empty. Everything was closed. It was nice. Everything to myself. And this is how you know it was not in the winter. No, exactly. <laughs> no. The fun part of it during winter, it's just rained. It just rained because well, there's some pressing. Yeah. I hate rain. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, it was just like, there are times I'm like, I hate this. I hate this. Why did it have to rain? But there are times I'm like, you know what? Just go out there and get, you know, yeah. get those miles in. Some it's of my favorite runs were in the snow, though. Yeah. I could still pick out moments where I'm like, that was cool because it's nice and quiet. Mm. Got that calm from all the snow falling. It's, yeah. And like the same. With the rain, sun. you're never going to get that. No. <laughs> I mean, I remember my time in Brazil, we were going to an appointment up on a hill, and it started to rain, and it was pouring down hard enough that the road was actually like a river coming down on us. Oh my gosh. It was it was pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> I was soaked. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, that's how it is too. And like, I would come back. I'm like my sweater's soaked. I'm soaked, and I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done. It's miserable. Yeah, and then I just jump in the shower, just turn it as hot as I can, and just like <laughs> just get more water on get, you. <laughs> yeah, and it, well, just like just to warm it up. You know? I need to wash this this cold water off myself. And then put like <laughs> and it was cold enough where I could turn on the heater and just put my shoes in front of it and just like let them dry. Kind of nice. So it wasn't too bad, but that was kind of like the pros and cons of living in that area is where you have good, you know, it never snowed. It never got too cold, but there are times it's like, okay, since it's a small area, it's mm -hmm. like the, you run out of options to run. Exactly. And if you want to get more options, you go to Salem and sometimes like, I don't want to, I don't want to go to Salem. Yeah. Avoiding Salem. I actually thought to move to Salem at one point or another because of how much stuff is in tech there. Mm. Um, partly some con some how to say it <laughs> some uh background on me i have a degree in computer engineering okay um so i've got all that fun tech knowledge that could be useful but unfortunately is not very useful nowadays no, 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 no. <laughs> the, the, the hiring's been wild there and so i won't go into that it's too much negativity but i was thinking about moving to the salem area because it still had that somewhat small town vibe yeah and as you said Paths. that sounds amazing yeah they're selling some... more and more of salem to me <laughs> yeah no like the bypass was phenomenal there we do sometimes with my buddy we do like randomly like one do a 6k i'm like yeah or no a 10k which is like the six miles mm -hmm. and so there's one time no one was able to make it and so i was the only one doing the like the 10k and so i did i just have... ran three miles and then ran three miles back have you done the career lake rim run yet? yeah i did oh, man. i done it yeah i done it i did it in uh, high school but i haven't done it since and i want to do it again we could do it I mean, I did it uh, nine years ago. It would be in August. Yeah, it was phenomenal. It's beautiful. Already. It really is. And in August, it's one of the fun jokes that they have up there. There's two seasons. There's winter and then there's August. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're down, we can do it. Do it. The full marathon? Oh, I want to do the full I'm not that strong. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing is, it's like I want to sign. I want to do it again. That's a thing. Yeah. I mean, you could do the half marathon. You can yeah. wait for me. <laughs> I'll wait for you. <laughs> the cool thing I is... I will wait. Yeah. No, the cool thing is, well, at the time, I was living with my friends over by uh, Pacific Terrace in that area. And the cool thing was, so one of the pickups were like the... the one like the bus transports that they had, or the escorts, or whatever they call. It was over by Shiloh Inn. So pretty much, I woke up like an hour before they left and just walked towards Shiloh. And then I just waited there. And the girl I was with at the time, she came and picked me up. Oh, sneaky, sneaky. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was all good. Oh, my God. My legs were dead the next day. I wouldn't doubt it. I would not doubt it. Oh, my gosh. I needed a stretch. I needed a massage. The cool thing was even, like, the one in Eugene, they saw, like, massage bar. Like, people, like, oh. like professional masseuses in this area of the you stadium. Know, I've never had a, I've never gotten a massage with a masseuse. You should highly recommend. I've it. had plenty of like shoulder massages from like during swim meets yeah. or things like that because apparently I gave good massages back then. <laughs> Never, but uh, yeah, I, I have a massage gun at home, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I know the thing is that no, like I highly recommend it because after I had the marathon I did in Eugene, they were like, okay, since you finished the marathon, you can go up there for like one of the last oh, sessions. Man. It was so nice. We took a elevator up. Went over, they like, okay, just lay down. And I'm like, all right, sweet. And so I just like almost passed out because I was just so tired. It felt good because 
They massage the legs. They massage oh, your man. back, that, arms. You must have felt pretty sore afterwards too. Oh yeah, it was. I couldn't go up. The stairs. <laughs> I was. I, I spent the night at my friend's house, and I couldn't go up the stairs because my oh, legs were so out of it. I, I've heard that massages. If you massage, get too much of a massage, it really does make you sore. Well, because your muscles are too relaxed, and then uh-huh. once they're too relaxed, they kind of have to go back to their form. And since they're so wrecked, yep. like, that's going to be impossible. Uh-huh. But afterwards, I, we went to this place called Killer Burger. I recommend this place. Ooh. A good burger. Yeah, Killer Burger. If we're ever in the area, that's oh god. The thing is, oh gosh, we had like pretty much me and my friends up north, which is pretty much these guys from FedEx. They had like the. They pretty much knew what Killer Burger was. And they asked, like, have you been to Killer Burger? I'm like, yeah, I have been a few years ago when I did the marathon. And they're like, and then they just built one in Salem before I left. And so it was, it's phenomenal. You're just making Salem more and more appealing. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But the thing is, it's like, like it was like, that was my reward too. Because my buddy and I, like months or like a year prior to the marathon in Eugene, we went to this place called Killer Burger. Or yeah, we went there and we like we were just checking out, walking around. It was delicious. And then afterwards, we were like, okay, after the marathon, I'm going to Killerburg because <laughs> I want to indulge in all the fast food and junk food I want because oh, I just yeah. ran a marathon. Oh yeah. And he asked me like, why would you do? Like, why do you want Killerburg? I was like, well, because I ran a marathon. I want to indulge in exactly <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the fast food all I want. Promoted by the city of Salem, <laughs> advertised and sponsored. <laughs> Oh gosh! Can you, can you imagine they just hear this? I'm like, yeah, we're gonna sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I listened to quite a bit of Joe Rogan. And he just stopped. He they talk, and then like I don't know where he just puts like his sponsors, like all this stuff. I'm like, there we go. Oh my goodness! That's Not for like the free stuff. It's kind of nice to actually like get money from them and then just like build up on that. That's what yeah. I want. Like if it ever becomes of it, I'm just doing this as a hobby. Yeah, because it's just a lot of fun. Of course. I mean, everything that start everything you do starts out as a hobby. I mean. I, I started making maps for fun. And then one day I was on a Discord channel with of this one author and discussing things involving maps. Mm. And another guy was coming on and he was asking about books and recommendations. And he saw that I'd been posting about maps. Mm. He's like, hey, would you be willing to do a map for me? Mm. And I'm like, oh, sure. Well, why do you want me? I'm just... And come to find out, he's actually an author. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, he had he's now got four books out for that series. Uh, I made his world map, and I'm I've I've made all of his uh con- his country maps basically. Yeah. There were four countries, and I made a good hundred fifty bucks. Oh, for each or all of them? one for all of them. For all of them, that's awesome. It was it was fun. And what's even crazier is I still have contact with him. He still pr- wants me to do more maps, oh. and. He actually wants me to write a book really badly. Um, I mean, you go for it. I've got a pretty good end, but um, well, in the lit RPG world, there's a well, if you want uh, publisher. Let him know about me. There's a publisher called Mountaindale Press, okay. and it's owned by a guy named Dakota Kraut. Okay. If you're in lit RPG circles, he is the number one author for that genre, and I have his personal Discord. Wow. I, I I was this close to landing doing a map for him. This close, but he got too busy. Oh no. Yeah, I well, still have him on Discord right now. <laughs> I mean, keep keep you know keep going with it. You know, yeah. you never know. I'm, I'm like... still doing maps and I'm still doing things. I mean, I I was just working earlier today on a map for um a city map for a swords group. They wanted me to mm-hmm. they commissioned a map from me. Well, one of them was a, one of the people that was in the group initially um, was a friend of mine. Uh, he actually was 
part of the support the friend group that I we've been building up. These older groups before this one that we've that we're now with mm. the D and all that. But uh, yeah, he got me in contact with them and I made their world map. They really liked it. And so the guy's like, "Hey, I want I want one specifically for my country that I have in there." And I made that. It's twenty bucks. And the city maps fifty bucks. Wow, that's cool. That's what I charge because there's just so. I know that's a thing too. It's yeah. like a lot of people don't realize how like it costs a lot because you do a lot. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a lot of stuff. And I'm like, why do you charge for that? I'm like, well, yeah, because I do. It's everything's from scratch, and yeah. I have to spend time with it. I've I've found that I'm highly underpriced. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a thing too. Even I was with my photography, I was underpriced, and they're like, at this point, they're like, you're good. You're you know your photos awesome. Just jack up the price. Well, not jack up the price. I don't, I don't think I've ever shown you any of my maps that way. No, I could probably show you one. Yeah. I also draw stained glass on paper. Nice, and that's what I want to is have like a map, just so I can hang on the wall. Nothing specific. So that's what I've got right now. Okay. This is the um, city map that I got. Oh, cool. Um, I might have to zoom in to really see anything. But I've got stalls and things along the road. That wells, is so cool. All the like small that. details. Yeah, because the thing is, I want some like maps like this. Oh. I can just hang up on the on the on my wall just oh, so I can just have something. Yeah, this is like a D and D pack, like literally, like the. Oh yeah, I can sign those easily. Yeah. Let's see. Where's well, eventually, one? if I save up enough money, I would like to commit. I had this one printed up on my wall. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, my parents printed it out for my birth for my birthday, and I've got it on my wall at work. Unfortunately, yeah. it kind of covered some of the map, some of the map, but it still looks good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I want to. That's what I do for. Uh, the stained glass on paper. Oh, okay. I see, yeah, I remember. You, you've it. seen some of those. Yeah, I have. Those are pretty cool. Oh, yeah. The, pu the pumpkin with the cat in it. Or the yeah. jack o' with the pumpkin. That's my favorite one. Oh, yeah. I, I just drew one that was a phoenix. I'm working on one that's a woman with fiery hair, which is kind of cool. I'm loving it. I, I started it today, and I think I've got like a fun third of the way through. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's the thing, too. I was going to do a fr fraternity, not fraternity, maternity shoot with one of the gals I work with. But she's been having contractions, so they had to cancel oh. the shoot. But the thing is, they want me to do their one month. Well, the shutter speed's much faster than contractions. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> no, the thing is, they want to, you know, she's getting ready, but I think one of the, she, like, she said, like, one of these days. She's having, like, one of those, like, she doesn't know when it's due, and it's just kind of getting those Jackson Hicks contractions. I think she knows when it's due. It's just, like, wondering, like, when yeah kind of thing because today was her last day to work and so they're hoping to like within this week like have the baby mm, are but they gonna induce i think they're gonna induce because okay. the co i think it was today or yesterday was like the last day to like you know nice and so i think around this weekend they're probably gonna I'm, have it but i'm not sure i don't know the whole details cause... i'm very lucky that i've been through this whole rodeo at least twice yeah right <laughs> right nice have my two beautiful little girls it's mm -hmm. nice it's, it's different when you become My baby's that. walking. They grow up fast. My ex just texted me this last week and was like, hey, baby's walking. I miss that too. Oh. <laughs> I mean, she. I, I thought it was the funniest thing ever because there's two things. There's there's always the mama or dada that they start with. And usually it's dada because it's easier to say. Mm -hmm. My baby was going mama, mama. And I got it on video and so I sent it to my ex. Oh, God. <laughs> Like you win. <laughs> you win. You win it all. Nah, she loves you. Oh, I know. This baby is ridiculously cute. And for some reason she's terrified of men. 
I don't understand it. <laughs> That's so strange. It's it's hilarious. I mean, you've seen Corey. Mm. She started crying because he got close to her. <laughs> That's how I was with my niece when she was like within her first year. I would get close. She would look up, start screaming her head off because she would just yep. be terrified. And I did, and we had her for like a weekend. And the thing is, it's like I can't do anything. I can't go outside without her screaming or crying. I'm like, I have to stay in my room. Oh, excuses for gaming. I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? But the thing is, my brother got to a point. I'm like, okay, we're done. We're done. We're no. Like she needs to figure out that you're the uncle. You know, she needs to learn that you're good. Yeah. And so he would like oh, have the door open. Just and, intimidating beard. Yeah. Know? Well, at the time, I didn't have a beard. Oh, what? Yeah. To I that... can't imagine you without a beard, dude. No, it's... I mean, even in your pictures up there on the wall, I can't I can't even... I, oh, I'm my... like, if you have any pictures that don't have a beard, I'm going to be telling you right now, that's not you. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I have to look it up and on, oh, on my profile, but that's going to take... Don't ruin my eyes. I, need, I, I enjoy <laughs> the majestic beard. No, I, I remember I had... The, I first grew out the beard 2014. Okay, okay. Right in Brazil. Yeah, 2014, and then Shoot. I shaved it off at one point because I was kind of like getting too itchy. But then I just like you know just persevered because there was like a a time where it's like really itchy. Yeah, it gets a scratchy, but once you pass that, you're good. I never had that. Really? But then again, I'm also the guy that for the longest time I would shave with no shaving cream, it was just water and razor. Oh, I can't do. It. Yeah, that, I, I was I was hardcore man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man. And no, that's the thing too, especially for me. I can't. I tried doing that once. I got like. Like acne, like growing up. Have, have you seen me with a beard? No, I haven't. I got a picture from when I was. So, some fun background with this one. I was not ready to have my picture taken. Oh. Look at that. Yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't record very well in audio. No. <laughs> <laughs> but just imagine me looking like a terrorist and the most bedraggled terrorist that maybe just like woke up and was like, okay, time to blow up a building today. I know, right? Time to, time to destroy society. <laughs> no, the thing is, I just like. I'm going to grow the beard just to see how it feels like. Because I always wanted to grow a beard. Because I was like, do I shave from like the... Do I keep the beard I like... I mean, the... I see your inspiration on your computer monitor. That's here. one of them. Kratos is phenomenal. Kratos is a phenomenal He's beard. a beast. Oh, so. And so the thing is... Have you like, had a chance to play the DLC for the Ragnarok? I have the Ragnarok, but I never played it. Haven't played the DLC yet? I haven't played oh, Don't watch any spoilers on that. That's going to be really cool for you. I tried looking... Oh, God, it was so hard. Because I was trying to look up like hidden gems or how to find like... Secret... do it. I did that when I was playing, and they'll sound like all these like spoilers. Like, guess what happened? I'm like, no. Yeah. Well, the new DLC. I don't think you're gonna have any issues with that. Yeah. I, yeah. The thing is, what ruined me is like I was just looking, not even like searching for it. <laughs> I was looking like, how do I beat this mat or this like mission? Because it was just like oh, these yeah. puzzles that were just kind of like difficult I, to solve. You, you do realize those are optional, or you want those completionist types. Not one of those completion stuff. It's more like I need to like upgrade the crap out. Like pretty much just do the side missions first. You just... need to upgrade. Well, you because there's like all these bosses they have to fight and they're like pretty strong. Get good, man. Get I, good. Okay, <laughs> get good. And so, so pretty much with like the beard, it's like, how do I grow it out? Do I grow it out like on the sides and shave like under the chin, just keep that clean. I'm like, thank God I didn't do that option. But I grew it out and everyone's like, I want your beard. Like, everyone's mm -hmm. like, I just want your beard. I want that full luscious beard. I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I, I, I... I'm not going to say talk about that. Let's go on. Okay. <laughs> no, the thing is, it's just like, the funny thing is, my my, I, my brother tried growing one. Couldn't do it. My dad <laughs> tried. I guess one time, once upon a time, my dad tried. He couldn't pull it off. And I'm like the only one in the family that can pull it off. Oh, nice. And it feels like, look at the draw. I'm like, like, I'm the chosen one. I am. The, yeah, it feels great. <laughs> I am the 
And my mom would get so mad, like, why don't you shave? You look like I'm like, because I'm the only one that can pull this off. I want to grow a beard. I don't want, I'm go. done with the goatee mustache. I'm just done. I want it all out. And oh, so yeah. it just feels great, you know, just like thinking or pondering. And... I may eventually one day grow out my beard again. But right now, I don't think I will. And I think I've explained to you why. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But, um, no, it's pretty good. It's just like, you know, just trying to like, because that's the thing too. I was trying because I moved out and I was just like, I just want to do what I want. You then, like use the beard oils and all that? Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Good, oh, good, yeah. good, 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 good. I got I keep forgetting to do that. I kept forgetting and I'd just be like, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. It's kind of like, for me, it's like I keep forgetting I have it too. And it's like, I'll get to when I get to, but once in a while, I'll use it. But yeah, they're phenomenal. You know, there's actually a, a company I use called Beard Brand and they have like shampoos or washers Ooh. and stuff like that and just oils. And so, yeah. And so there's a guy on YouTube that he, he talks about like stuff. He talks about like beard oil and all this kind of stuff. And something, and the cool thing, he's really honest about it. And he's like, there's one brand that he called it out because he actually was sponsored by them or he was sponsored, something like that. And he's like, I don't want to be biased or sound that I'm biased, but you know, I work with these guys. They're great. They're phenomenal. So I don't want people to come like, oh, you're just saying that because you work with them, you're sponsored by them. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I trust, they trusted me with their products and I, why, why wouldn't you? I mean, people say selling out, you sell out, you're selling out to these things. I'm like. No, I'm trying to look at them and do these things. I know, and then I'm lucky enough to actually be sponsored by these. You yeah. know, these are like hundreds of thousands, like million dollar companies, maybe in billions, depending on which one it is. And so it's I like I would kill for a sponsor. That'd be nice to get a sponsor. Maybe one of these days. Well, I mean, I'm going to keep working on this. I'm not. There's no. I'm not trying to like work on. Yeah. And but I'm just. I gonna... guess I have. I do have a sponsor. It's myself. It's myself. <laughs> Plug my own my own maps in there. Yeah, you know, I was gonna have a sponsor from one of like my coworkers because she had like uh, a gaming channel. Nice. And the thing is, like, I was like, "Can you want to be on?" Like, I asked her if she wanted to be on the podcast. She's like, "Yeah, you know, I'll sponsor you too." And I'm like, "Sweet!" And I'm like, this is awesome. And then that never happened because we were just so busy. I would imagine. Like, yeah. Plus, gamer girls are a different breed, man. They are. They are. They are definitely a different breed. No, the the thing is, like, I don't mind girls gaming. It's just like, oh no, 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 I'm not saying it like that. No, 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 I know. <laughs> no, the thing is, well, I'm kind, of, I'm not trying to say that either. But it's just like phenomenal for me. It's like, like kind of hard to find. They are hard to find, and when you find them, there's there's some fun quirks with them. Yeah, put it that way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you know, you can just like play games and just like kick mm -hmm. back and stuff. I mean, my sister's a perfect example of that. Mm. He, uh routinely plays the game of black and white if she oh. likes you or she doesn't oh, and okay. you stay in those categories there's and if you're if she likes you and then you do something that she doesn't like you're permanently in the dislike really yes, yes. just like that she'll just rule people out it is wild what she's gotten what she's done and so so i'm assuming her circle's not that big her circle is very finite and but it's strong circle is what she thinks. Uh -huh. and that's one of the things that she has going for her but then again she also has an army of simp boys. We'll put it that way. Uh, I, I can't tell you how disgusting it was for me going up to college in Idaho with her. And uh, she was going out every night with a different guy. And they were bringing her meals. And that's what she was using them for. Every single one of them. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, well, I'm just going out with friends. I'm like, do they, do they know that they're friends of? I know. And that's the thing too, where it's like it's hard for me to like, especially now, like today, it's even hard to date. 
Oh, yeah. Especially, you know, in our situation where it's like, you know, like, how do I trust this person? Exactly. Like, how do I trust? I'm sure she's nice. She looks nice. But the kind of comes to a point where it's like, how do I know that she's actually legit, legitimately nice? Exactly. And so, now, you know, and especially now with like Valentine's Day, it's kind of like, you know, how hard it is. Like, how do I look at it at a different point of view? You know, going from a relationship, being engaged, and then the ex decides like, you know, I can't pull this off mm-hmm. or I, I don't see this going any further than this. And then she just gives, you know, just ends everything. And so for me, as a, as a, as a man, it's kind of like finding that confidence again. Yeah, I mean, you you invested your yourself into that person, and oh, yeah. you felt like you defined yourself by your relationship with them. Yeah. Now it's gone. Yeah, it I was. Mean, it was just like I have nothing. I put everything I had, and I just I have nothing left, kind of thing. And it's just kind of hard too because I felt like, in some ways, looking back, like, did I burn bridges? What did I do? You know, I didn't do anything just to piss people off. Or try to, like, say I, I'll go with them because I'm, like, dating this girl. It's more of, like, you know, I'm just trying to, like, keep the peace. Try to be as neutral as possible, but be supportive at the same time. Yeah. Which is kind of, like, in a way, it's it's impossible. It, Especially it, in a community where I was, where everyone would have an opinion. Where, and oh, then yeah. they were like, this is a final decision. This is my opinion. This is what I think. And it's like... Right. I mean, I've, I've been listening to a lot of red pill stuff, and they're always very, very negative, And I'm trying to find a positive swing in that regard because there is still good people out there and yes there are a lot of people that have been run through there's a lot of people that have gone in the wrong direction Mm. and things like that but you have to have faith that there's someone there no i just had a discussion with my coworkers because we were talking about like relationships like that there's one where there's one teacher her boyfriend was a divorcee like they when they when they met, he was like about a year after the divorce. And so pretty much apparently the, the like he went through a brutal divorce and a brutal Oh yeah. You know, uh what's it for the kids? Uh well uh blah, 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 child support? Child, not child support, it's something like you keep the kids or Oh custody. Custody. Custody back. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. I was extremely fortunate with my divorce. Mm, yeah. I mean I got away with no alimony. No child support whatsoever. I've got joint custody, 50-50 custody of the kids. Wow. That's unheard of in Oregon. Majority of the time, that the guy crazy. has to fight and pay a lot just to get 50-50. Oh, yeah. My, that's what my buddy did. The divorce was brutal. It was just nasty. Like, he he gave his, during the divorce, he gave his wife a good chunk of money just for her to, like, live off of and everything. Oh, yeah. Just to, like, support her at least. Yeah. Because he's one of those guys that he's really nice. He'll, like, mm-hmm. he'll help you out, but he'll, like, he'll, there comes to a point where there's, like, a limit. Yeah. And, you know, every, from once in, every now and then, he will have to, like, fight lawyers or get a lawyer to get his son back. Because, you know, she had her turn. He kept, you know, she's, she keeps him and she keeps him, doesn't give him back, doesn't take, you know, excommunicate, all that kinds of stuff. And has to spend more money in order to, like, get his kid back. Oh, my God. And, like, he had, like, a night, he had, like, a Ford Raptor and he had to sell that just to help That's him. That's so just, bad. Just to get money. Ugh. Like, there's one point he, like, he, his life was just going backwards, just spiraling out of oh, control. Yeah. Like, he lived at one of his ex girlfriend's trailer. No money, hardly anything. He was saying, she because he put a post on it where he's thinking, like, I'm gonna go do, yeah, pretty much go into crime, just like, yeah, steal stuff and sell it or do something. 
I mean, apparently it's very easy to do in California. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> California, definitely. But then he met his wife now, mm-hmm. and she just supported him all the way, just helped him find a place, find a good job. You know, he, he worked at the postal service for three years. Does so he have a sister? <laughs> I'm assuming so. I don't know. But she does have a really cute friend. That should I met. work out that family. Right? <laughs> I mean, she did have a really, really cute friend. She does. Really? Have, yes. Oh, my gosh. She is dropped it gorgeous. I'll show you later. But Okay. Okay. But the thing is, it's like, she was just, at that time, she was with her. She had a boyfriend. Oh, cool. And then they're pretty much from what from what my buddy told me that they were getting ready to break up. Ooh, and so, so you got the inside scoop. I got the inside scoop. I'm like, oh, she is gorgeous. Oh yeah. But the thing is, you know, like okay, I the thing is that also like when I find a person, like is she does she believe in me? Yeah, that's my thing. That's 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 a huge thing nowadays. I mean, and it turns out this girl, even though she is so pretty, she doesn't. And then like. Political wise, she's kind of like woke. She's kind of like conservative. All that oh, and so she wasn't religious. She's kind of woke, and I'm just like, never mind. That's 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 rough. Oh, it is, it is. But it was just like, you know what? Moving on, and just moving on. It, it's crazy how many women nowadays go woke, but they don't actually know what it is. We've swore off politics in this podcast, so we're gonna stay away from there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but the thing is, and that's the thing too. It's like, how do I set my standards when I'm looking for someone? That's the kind of thing too. I'm also yeah. trying to work out is that you know what are my standards like? You know, does she? You know, you have to be like set too. You can't just be like, eh, if she doesn't believe, you know, who cares? yeah. I but mean, the thing is, like, but I can't do that. It's like, one of the things that I've come to realize that I want is I want to find someone that's not in survival mode anymore. I feel like that's something that they could use to. You find someone and you think that you can be the best for them, mm. and you do everything you can to support them. I had a very traditional marriage where I was the one that was the breadwinner. I would go out and work and, and things like that, and it it wasn't balanced, unfortunately. Yeah, and ultimately ended up. A really bad situation just because of the fact that uh well i'll go into I'll, I'll avoid that part but basically what i've come down to realizing is i need two things main things in a woman number one i don't want them to be in survival mode i want mm. i don't want them thinking oh gosh what am i going to do for the next day mm. i don't know how i'm going to survive my life and a lot of women nowadays go through trauma because maybe they were raised by single mothers maybe they were raised in a family that was very dysfunctional and so they were constantly in survival mode and they don't know how to get out of it yeah it's when they that's where anxiety comes from depression all these wonderful wonderful things right and and that's the thing too i pray about it where it's like there's like these things i want in a wife where it's like she has a heart of a mom oh yeah she's strong in her faith and she's very connected to community because that that's gonna be a hard one to find this <laughs> well i know the community one will be hard but the thing is there's one girl i met at rooted she was really cute. That's right. You told me that you met her. Yeah, like she, her eyes. So what, her what, what connected with me, I'm like, it was her eyes. I'm like, yes. It was kind of, a get, bring me in. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> play the flute, baby. Play the flute. No, because no, I was praying. I'm like, because I looked at her. I met her. I kind of talked and had a little small talk with her. And I remember, I'm like, this is the kind of girl I prayed for. And so... Well, it's funny too. Even though I tried to ask her out before after service, I was like, I just felt like you know God saying like, just wait, wait, just just get to know her first. Good idea. And so Good I was idea. like, yeah. 
And she knows. So now I'm like, I have to come early next next week to to root. And so I'm like, mm. I'm like, no. I'm like, but no. What what is rooted? Just clarify. Rooted. That. Rooted's pretty much. You know, there's youth group, right, for like high school kids. Right. And then there's like the main, and then there's like. Well, you have to remember, I come from a very different religious background. Okay. <laughs> so youth group is pretty much church, but for like teenagers. For I've had a few youth groups. And then there's like pretty much church, which is like well, like Wednesday service, midweek yeah. service, which is like youth group for like the adults, you know, all okay. that. Okay. And then rooted is like call. It's pretty much what. Well, I should have said in the beginning. It's like it's college age ministry. It's like youth group of college age. Okay. From eighteen, it was supposed to be eighteen to thirty. But they kind of boost it up to like thirty five. That way they, they have, have a more... similar thing in my church where we have like what's called the single branch. Oh. Once you're eighteen, you go there till you're thirty, and then you're aged out, and then they kick you out. Oh, <laughs> well, Kyle, like the guy, he wants to do that too. Where it's like it was thirty, but he want I guess from what I was told that he wanted like more people, mm-hmm. and then like he kind of pushed it to thirty five, and so I'm like, but then he told me thirty six, so I'm like thirty five or thirty six because. Whatever fills the seats. <laughs> Whatever, yes. But the thing is, like, there will come a point where I will come. Maybe myself. they're pushing the age up because there's less younger people. Right. <laughs> you never know. Well, the thing is, there comes a point where, I, like, I'll stop going because mm-hmm. it's aimed towards, because it's more, like, kids are 18 and up, mm-hmm. you know, because some people can't connect with the community or with at least the generation that are older. Yeah. And they're too old, of course, they're too old for, like, youth group. Like, they can be in youth group, but they have to be a leader. You know, they can be. Right. So, so, if they want to do that, then there's, like, this middle piece that's finally coming into fruition. Exactly. And the, it, it's it's interesting. It's interesting to be in this weird limbo. Yeah. But, oddly enough, we're still in our prime, sir. Yeah, we are. We we're got, still in our prime. We got this. We got this. We're still in that age group that we can still snag those younger women. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> get those younger Before women. it gets creepy. I know, right? Gosh, it was so funny. Like, there was, like, <laughs> oh, gosh, there was, like, especially at the kids I work with at school, mm-hmm. where I was talking to another teacher. We're outside doing recess duty, and these group of kids, they just want to run up. They run up to him. They fell. Oh, man, and my story for you. And they, well, she slipped and fell. The kid just slipped and fell. And then the teacher telling me, like, man, see these girls falling for you? I'm like, oh, now they do. <laughs> now it's in the third grade. You know, just making a huge joke about it. Oh, but, man. But it was just like one of those things where it's like, in some ways, it's kind of full circle. Even though I'm single, in a way, it's like full circle because I start to understand like what where I need to be, and how to enjoy life being single. How to be more like enjoy how to enjoy single. I get of, like, that entirely. And then for me, it's like how do I not compare myself? Because it's like that's the hard part. It's like I mean, if I was you know if I was you know I should be like having like at least my own house my own kids a wife all that kind of stuff but for me it's like you know what i need to put pieces together right i mean they have scientifically said that if you have kids before 25 you're going to be able to participate that's something that i was very very wanting much wanting to do because i wanted to be active with my kids mm. um, my dad was already in late in his 30s by the time i was i mean you just 10 years older than my mom <laughs> <laughs> and uh I, I never got participate in sports with him because he was not able to keep up. I I tried doing morning runs with him and I'd leave him behind. Mm. I hate morning runs, but that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to the third grade, oh my gosh, you brought a memory back up for me. You're gonna love this. Oh really? I was a really bad kid. Oh really? Oh yeah. So <laughs> there was a girl. Girls like bad boys, you know. She was extra tall for her age, third grade. Really, really tall for her age. She's like five foot. 
And you know how, how third graders are. They're all short. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a friend of mine that she had a crush on. And she'd beat him. <laughs> she had girls hold him down and kick him. She'd kick him. Really? Yeah. Just holding him down. Dude, he's just sitting there just staring. I'm like, what are you doing? So I run up and I punched her in the face one day. She now is scared of me. So she started rounding up more girls to try to beat me up. Well, I started rounding up the boys. Okay. Ultimately, it came down to one day where on lunch recess, mm-hmm. all the boys were over in Peterson. We were over on the playground. I'm rallying all the boys, giving us our little Braveheart speech. <laughs> and then I led the boys against the girls. Oh. Spitting, kicking, or kissing. Oh. <laughs> I mean... Oh darn! The fight this cute girl. Oh, I didn't kiss anyone, but there was plenty of there was plenty of fighting, and I was one of five boys that got in school suspension. <laughs> <laughs> and my parents had no clue. Oh, never had a clue. Really? They never had a clue about oh. anything that I had done in school. Oh, that's I hilarious. picked so many fights. Oh, that's hilarious. No phone call or anything. Nope. They tried calling. My mom never answered her phone. Wow. I mean, even throughout high school, I can tell you how many. I can't tell you how many times I had to run home from Henley High School. All the way to Brixner. Oh, wow. From high school. Because my mom had forgotten to pick me up and she would pick me up. Brixner or Henley to Brixner? That's kind of the distance. I that's... lived right next to Brixner. Oh, wow. That's kind of a distance, too. Oh, a good three miles. Oh, okay. Never mind. Three, four, five miles. It's a good, it's a good run. Oh, that's good. But it was a great, it was a great practice. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So I, I, I look back on that and I think, well, I was able to help myself and it was great, and I, I had all that anger to help me with my cross country days. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I burned all that anger out, and now it's all patience. Yeah, I know that's the thing too. That's what I did when I first started running after the breakup. I was like, just run, just run, put on music, go oh, run, Boris, run. Pretty much, but that's that's what the, for once in a while someone would yell at that. I'm like, oh, you're an idiot. Yeah, like, they don't but, even know. <laughs> and the thing is, it was just like I just find like all this music just to help me like oh, release. Yeah. Just to help me go, just and you know, like for me, I'm just pushing and pushing myself. I'll have to show you some of my music here one of these days. Oh yeah, I'll definitely want some of yours. No, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, like over the years, I found some good ones just because they're not. Sometimes I even have like a I have a playlist that just plays just chill music and it just helps me space out. Oh, you don't want me my music. <laughs> well, that no. I sometimes from once in a while I'll do that. I'll just do okay. that just to like space out. Just to I like along. classical music when I'm really trying to be thoughtful. Oh yeah, if I'm trying to relax, I listen to metal. The other day, I was, <laughs> the other day I was running with Jorge. I put on country music. That's that's terrifying. <laughs> I hate country so much. Yeah, and so it's kind of ironic for someone that went to Henley. Yeah, Alpine High. Alpine <laughs> High. I didn't know about that that nickname until I was at high school at KU. My background at Henley was kindergarten, first grade. And then during that summer, my dad got the job at the mill, and then that's when we moved over here. So, nice. so it was just like it was kind of interesting coming to like a school in the city. It's like, so it was it was nice. It was a lot of fun just hanging out, just meeting new kids. And so, the thing is, I look back, I'm like, I should have told if I would have known we were moving, I would have told that girl I liked in kindergarten, like, you know, hey, I have a huge crush on you, kind of thing. She was so <laughs> she was so cute. I was like in love with her, and no one knew known. My goodness, you were an early bloomer. I guess, yeah. I fell in love again. Oh, oh gosh, especially, <laughs> you know, especially with these kids that I'm, I'm with. It's just so funny how they're like, "I'm gonna ask her out for my Valentine's Day. I'm gonna ask him out for my Valentine's Day." And it's like, this one girl that I know, she asked one of her crushes out. 
and he rejected her. Oh. The next day, she did it again, and he accepted. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. Do you remember how I was talking earlier this week about how I had this Valentine's Day plan? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did some more digging today, and I actually talked to her boss. Really? She is in a relationship. Mm. He didn't know, but he gave me her name, and I Facebook stalked her, of course. Okay. Yeah, of course. That's the only way to do it. That's the only way. And right there, bam. Is right there, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. No. Well, at least you know now. Yeah, I, I didn't. At least I didn't buy, go out and buy a pink headband. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, it was creative idea, but it's I'm, I like the romantic ideas of like that. But then again, I don't have. It's not high school anymore. Yeah, it's not where you're like, oh, I know where the what their relationship status is. So I can yeah, just... you're not seeing them every day, kind of thing, or just being updated by like you know by other friends. So I mean, I see her every day, but that's it's work. <laughs> yeah. But, very different well that's good that kind of you know like that's off the list kind of thing. but did find something a miracle happen really a miracle yes first time someone's actually talking to me on a dating app really yeah i got a match and i'm talking to a chick finally finally only problem is she responds as slow as molasses oh gosh so it's like I'll answer, but I've got her attention at least, and it's, it's well. Kind of fun. Well, how do you know where does she live here in town? Ashland. Ashland. Oh well, it's a bit of a distance, but it's not too bad. No, that's not at all. The girl I'm I'm interested in from Rooted, she's over by Fish Lake. She lives over there. Oh, nice. Over I over by actually, Talent, or, or I think over by Talent. I knew a girl over over there. Yeah, and so she has like a forty minute drive because she after service she booked it. That's why I couldn't catch her. Oh, she knew you were coming. I guess, I guess. that's part of it. I'm like, did you know? It's like there's a disturbance in the port. Exactly, pretty much. <laughs> and so it's like, and so I try asking her, and all the guys, all my buddies, were at the table, like shaking their heads, like, like I couldn't catch her. It would have been really awkward. That's where you just sprint, you tackle her, and just boom, like. I mean, you got the linebacker build. I know. There you go. There you go. And so, like, she was, you know, she was pretty cute. And so it's just, like, I need to go ask her out or at least go hang out with her and get to know her better at yeah. least. And that's, like, the patient part's coming in. Just kind of, like, stop. Because the last relationship I was in, we kind of, ju- we just jumped in. Mm. And so we, we hit it off. Great. It was awesome. And then, yeah, maybe she just decided no. And so, and so it's just, like, you know what? Let's just, and so for me, it's just, like, let's be patient. Let's be, you know, just calm your heart kind of thing where it's, like, don't be don't overthink it don't over try it don't, don't wear your heart on your sleeve don't overdo it it's it's hard because everyone sees men as these stoic creatures that don't yeah. feel anything and we, we we really do we feel things very deeply yeah we do it's because but there's a generation that told us to like not show emotions or well, you're weak and even then, then women don't want us to show our emotions really i know that's the hard part too i mean if you really look at it i mean can't tell you how many times i made myself vulnerable to my ex and she used it as a weapon mm. and they will use it oh they would they, they they don't they don't care because they're in survival mode and they're going to take advantage of that and that's the reason why i'm very much against any woman that's in survival mode because yeah. you can't trust them because they will always do what's best for them mm. no that's the thing too it's like you know that that's also comes with like the baggage too Oh yes, that's the hard part too. It's like they're they look you know you you know you get to know them. They look great. They're awesome. But oh, thing yeah. is, they're they're holding on to like some emotional baggage. And it's like all that bitterness makes them just not go bad fast. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. For me, and so for me, it was like you know how do I I want to see this girl or you know date her, you know see where this goes. But at the same time, like she has emotional baggage, and it's like kind of makes it hard, kind of gets away. 
it, it's kind of like I made the mistake of getting in a relationship and marrying a single mother. Mm -hmm. Oh, she was a single mom? She was a single mom. Oh. I jumped in on a lease. Oh. My son was nine years, nine months old when I met him. And, uh, yeah. I keep looking at the signs. Mm. I look at the signs now and I laugh at myself because I'm like, so dumb. The moment that she was interested in me was when her son fell in love with me. Yeah, I was just a friend. I was just a friend. Her boyfriend was ignoring her. But the moment she she said that she was became attracted to me was the moment that her son fell in love with me, and I'm like, there it is. Mm. Her survival instinct is there, and it's just a matter of her wanting to have someone to take care of her son. She had to jump because apparently her boyfriend was just being a huge jerk to her. He was a huge jerk. Mm. And, uh, yeah, and what's even crazier is after we actually started dating, all the men come out of the work. Would all the men started coming out of the woodwork for private relationships and just like, what the heck? They're planning ultimatums in front of her, like leave this guy, come with me, I'll do this. Like, just, I, I I keep looking back on the signs. I mean, the first time, the the first time that I had a really really big indication that it wasn't going to work out, it, you know how I love snow. It had snowed, and it was a beautiful snow. Mm. And it frosted, so it had a nice layer of ice over it. It was perfect for cutting blocks. And so I went out there, and I started making an igloo. Then she texted me and said, Hey, remember, you remember that you were supposed to come over and hang out with me while I cleaned my house? I said, well, I'm making an igloo. Why don't you finish up cleaning up your house, and then you can come out here? She got angry with me. And my sister at the time was telling me, you need to set boundaries. So don't, don't just let her do her thing and she'll come out here and it'll be fine. She ultimately did come out and it was fine. Um, at another point, um, I really wanted her to have show that she had some form of faith in God. I wanted her to join my church. Simple. And ultimately came down to an ultimatum like, well, if you're not going to try to look for God at all, or go to any church, I'm fine with you going to any church. I think we should just break up. And she cried. She, we got in a little bit of a fight, and then she realized I wasn't going to back down on this. And then she miraculously converted. We got baptized, the whole shebang. As soon as we were married, as soon as we were married, she stopped going to church. <laughs> she hasn't gone to church since. And she says that I pressured her into it. That's just that survival mentality again. Well, she had the option to call it quits, too. Exactly. You know, you had options. A lot of people kind of complain, like, oh, why did I do I'm like, you had the option. You just didn't want to deal with the responsibility. And it's just, and it's just like, that's the hard part, too, where a lot of relationships are so long-lasting. I'm like, oh, we've been together for seven years. But the thing is, there's no relation in that, you know, in the two together. It's with the, between, two, between two people, because it's like, you know, you're just there just to, like, be there yeah there's nothing going on and then people don't like they, they kind of invested so much where it's like they're just so afraid to like you know call something it. cost fallacy yeah you put so much time into it you might as well do something with it yeah i mean i i, I sometimes like to write songs and i just wrote a song recently a little one that was basically about i was happy i had no problem during my marriage i was always happy sure there were moments that i wasn't happy with her 
There's clearly moments that I resented her, but I was happy because I had her. I had my family, I was fine. But she was the one that was unhappy. She was constantly looking for things, and because I was happy and content, she knew she could manipulate me. And in that pro in that way, she honestly tricked me into a lot of weird things. Um, one of the biggest things that I, one of the big flags that I'm even thinking right now, my ex started off by telling me she's bisexual. Yeah. I'm like, well, you're with me now, and we're married, so you're not bisexual anymore. She's like, well, no, I am. I'm like, that's, that's weird. And so going later on, um, she reconnected with one of her friends, one of her exes that's a girl. And uh, I was like, well, you guys are friends, whatever. And ultimately, I felt like, you know what? You're not happy with our intimate relationship. So I'm like, go ahead. You can have a girlfriend. I don't care. I just wanted her to stop getting on my case and being so angry. And that all backfired and had a lot of weird stuff that came out of it. But I was happy. And that's all that mattered to me at the time. And I wanted to keep the peace. She kept on trying to introduce things that were contrary to the happiness and the peace that I had. Yeah. It's sad. It is sad because, you know, there's, you know, there's one of my friends, like, she wants to get married. She wants to have kids. But one of her, like, her boyfriend's, like, you know, dragging his feet. He feels like. Well, yeah, I mean, why would you want to do that nowadays? I mean, it's a huge gamble. Now it is because there's a certain standard or certain like mindset to it where it's like, what if it doesn't work out? Then you know we don't have to deal with much paperwork. Mm -hmm. We just live together. I mean, on a lot of dating podcasts, they talk about what does the woman bring to the table. Yeah. And a lot of women nowadays, they, my good looks, sex, um, my well, presence. Even like I saw like some podcasts where it's like a lot of women that you know, especially like OnlyFans. Oh. Well, they were depressed. Only fools. Oh, yeah, pretty much. But the thing is, it's like with only girls that I do OnlyFans, that they some brag about like, oh, I make so much money off my videos and photos. But there's some girls that are like, we barely make any money. We get sexually abused. We get all this kind of stuff, and then they quit because it's like OnlyFans has a certain standard. It's like if you make this amount of money, or if you have this quota, I guess they have like some kind of quota or something like that. Yeah. Then you're good. You get to be elevated. But the thing is. There's some girls that fall into depression because it's like I put myself out on on online and I can't get that back anymore oh, yeah. because it's like everyone knows what I look like. What's crazy is I I was watching a podcast today where there were where there was a woman that was successful at OnlyFans and she's talking about that how she actually was a lawyer and passed the bar, had gotten into a firm. She's leaving the firm because she makes more money. She's making the money in OnlyFans and she enjoys it more. Yeah. Um, but she she made the comparison of um well, OnlyFans is just like with professional sports. You only make that money for a short period of time. You need to invest into something else. But there's a difference between adult entertainment and sports. Sports is at least something prestigious that you can carry on. Yeah. Adult entertainment, you've just sold your relationship. Yeah, you there's no intimacy. There's even girls that are like came on come on podcasts, they regret it because it's like Yeah. Because it's like I'm someday. Because there's something like we, there's a few girls I talked about. Like, I want to get married, but it's gonna be even harder now because I have my, I have my you know I sold my body to the internet. Yeah, 
And now there's no more intimacy. And what's crazy is they sell this idea that, oh, your, your, your pictures and images are safe. They're, they're, they're not going to get out there. And I'm like, what are you talking the about? The internet doesn't behave. This is the internet. And even if they have the best software, they have the best lawyers, it's not going to change anything. They've been trying to censor things on the internet for years. Oh, yeah. Trying yeah. to stop these things. Once it's out there, it's out there. Oh, no, it duplicates so fast. Like within like not even like ten seconds, it's just everywhere. It's just insane. Like you know, it, it, it everyone it's like people think like, oh, well, I have like the best software. I'm like, it doesn't it, matter. It doesn't matter. Like anything man made, I mean, it's just there's so many flaws with anything man made, especially electronics. Where it's like, you know, what's crazy is where this guy he was on this podcast. He was like one of those tech people that like does security, mm-hmm. and he talks about where like how fast. The internet can get how creepy it can get where he's talking to one of this guy on podcast he's on this podcast he's talking about and he was asked like can you show me how fast a predator reacts to a girl online on a on like one of those talking blogs or something like that or little chat rooms yeah and so what he did he put he made himself like i am a 13 year old girl from new jersey and and i'm like blonde or something he gives like you know it's just some like decent description just to set the hook yeah not even 10 seconds. You have like two guys. Like, hey, you want to have some fun? Hey, you know, what do you look like? Kind of thing. I mean, like, even on the other end of the spectrum, it's just, I created an Instagram for the first time. Mm. And I can't tell you how many friend requests I got from essentially other workers. Yeah, same, same. There's like, I, I don't understand. No, the, like these websites, like, like MySpace. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's a memory right there. We dated ourselves, I know, right? <laughs> right? No, that's the thing too, where it's like you see like these random like uh, profiles that start adding you, like, "Hey, want to have a good time?" And it's like, no, these are like scams. These no, are like... I, I really don't. I just want to talk to you. <laughs> and so there's ta- there's one there's a couple of girls that I follow because they're just funny videos, yeah. and great stuff. But then I realized they had OnlyFans. I'm like, nope. And you're I just like, no, I can't follow you anymore. I can't follow you. I can't respect you now because, you know, you just, you know. You gave up your value. You, yeah, there's no value. And there, even there's like, there's a video of like a 13 And it, for some reason blows their mind. And it's like, what? Well, how dare you? I'm like, keep in mind, you will get old and wrinkly. And people are going to look at your videos and compare to you at your age. And it's like, you're going to have all this plastic surgery, or destroy your body. You know, even just, just that, you just sold all the value that you had oh, yeah. in that moment. So even if you decide you do find Mr. Perfect, you're still an adult worker. Yeah. And Mr. Perfect isn't going to always want that. And even if he does, if he does, you've got other issues. Yeah. The thing is, it's like, it's just like, the thing is, it's like, you know, you, you have to like now be competition with the spouse. You have to be in competition. Like yeah. even the spouse, the husband has to be in competition with the wife and then like a whole bunch of other people that need to be, that want to see her, that want to, you know, like, hey, where's, when are you doing a live show? And it's like, no, I want that. Right. Like, you're supposed to be with me, not just be in the internet, just showing off. And I like, mean, one of the coolest things that I think I could ever find in a girl is one that does not have social media. Oh, those are rare. They are really rare. rare. And you're not going to find them on so dating apps are out of the question but if if you find a girl that's off of social media you've got a pretty good chance that she's got something good in her head yeah social media has done such a disservice to a lot of the young people nowadays it's instant 
well, because I remember back in the day where it's like, yes, the mom or dad, like, hey, can I give him your phone number? Or, hey, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like when you talk to, like when you call the, when you call the girl, you know, you have to like expect like someone else to like pick up, like the brother or the, because I remember like my parents' generation when they when they were dating, they were like the boyfriend would find the letter, or no, the brother would find the letter, or the yeah. sister make this huge commotion about this. Now it's like people are just instantly, you know, getting together, and it's like there's no value, there's no structure or any kind of like yeah. foundation. It's like, hey, you're cute, I'm cute, or you know, on paper we look good together, kind of thing. But yeah. I mean, so what's I, the like? The, what's the going? Difference? I was thinking about it the other day, and I was just thinking, what do I offer that another man does not? And I was just really thinking about it, and this was sadly a little more religious on my end. Yeah. As a man, I have the priesthood of God mm-hmm. to be able to basically act in God's name here on earth. Mm. That's something that women don't have. That's something that they need in their lives. Oh yeah. And that's something that. I have. Yeah, because actually, there's like this one girl she posts. She's more of like the men, like the men. She's kind of like an activist for men, where she calls out women. Like, she's like this blonde girl that has her phone and just records herself in the mirror. Oh, I know she. I know what you're talking about Emily something. I think yeah. I also watched the Dad Advocate. If you've ever heard of that one, Dad Advocate. Okay, yeah. The thing is, she does a lot of things about partnership, but yeah. But yeah, she does that where it's like, how dare you do that to to your husband or to this guy? You know, he's going out of your way to like be with you or to get to know you at least and you're just shaming them in front of everybody because you just feel more adequate about it you feel like oh i'm a woman i'm a strong independent woman i'm like no you're just making it worse for yourself and it's just they're not really women anymore yeah (laughs) there's there's almost no femininity anymore they've they've become men and men don't want other men exactly we're not built that way and if they do well (laughs) they're not coming for you lady (laughs) right you know there's even uh even uh oh what's his name jordan peterson mm-hmm. yeah they away from politics man <laughs> no here's a good quote there's actually like there's one guy he was during an interview there's no politics and it's more about relationships of course of course i know and so he said they asked him like how do you find the love of your life and he's like and he's like that is like the dumbest question ever you should more ask like what do you offer like how do you build like what yeah. do you put yourself what do you up? want like what do you want and how do you build yourself to it mm-hmm. And he says, with if you answer those questions, you'll find women coming after you because you're pretty much not trying to. You're not like one of those basic guys trying to like find or anything. You're pretty much setting yourself up for like success and finding being and find like women that are legitimately attracted to you because you have these standards and what you can provide for them. And so like that's pretty. And so that's what you know a lot of men need to do. Yeah, I mean, the best advice that my dad told me. When I was growing up, and I, I, I'm really, really grateful for all the advice he gave that I never listened to. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he told me, if you were to find the perfect girl, would she want anything to do with you? Are you what she would want? That's Become true. what you want. Because Ooh, in the end, if you don't develop yourself, you're never going to know what, you're, what you want. No, there's actually a quote that's something similar to like from like a dad's perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let's go back in time. Drinkers, like, say, like, you have a daughter, you know, because it was at the time, I was like, I'm talking about daughters, I've got two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, the thing is, it was kind of interesting what they talked about. I'm like, 
because there's like pretty much it's more about like new new dads kind of thing that mm-hmm. have you know that had girls, and they said like, would you want your daughter to date your teenage self? And a lot of guys were like, no. And they're like, you need to change that. Then you need to set a standard of like, who, who you, you know you how do you want to be reflected or how you want daughters mm-hmm. need to go, because you know being the dad you're the first guy. Yeah, to you're the role model for every relationship she's gonna want. Yeah, so you set this, you set the bar high. You set a standard where they need to like. Well, not okay. unrealistically high. I mean, there's a lot of. I've watched a lot of podcasts where like these girls were talking about how their dads set really high standards for them. Oh, okay. And then there's men that are perfectly fine, great guys, but she says that she can't do that because her father was just such a great guy. Yeah. And then. If her father doesn't approve, then she, they're out. Wow. And so she's, it's really weird how we get so much in the way of ourselves when it comes to finding love. Yeah. And there's just so much to it that I wouldn't say over, we overthink, mm. but we overvalue. Yeah. We, we don't value the right things nowadays. Oh no, it's all about technology. Because I talked about because when I was tutoring up in up in Salem, there was like a junior high, like it was junior high. The thing is, they just value their phones for having contact with like instant con- contact with these with each other. Because I remember there's one girl. I mean, it's definitely nice. Yeah, it, <laughs> it is nice. The thing is, it takes the value of, of community out of it. Exactly, it, it takes the value of communication out of uh, out of it. Because there's one girl, she did like we did like a group tutoring thing where it's like student led, you know, avid. And what she forgot what her question was, but she was more of like, how would technology be useful in the future? What will happen? Mm-hmm. And then I came in and I started, you know, none of the kids were saying anything, weren't saying a whole lot. And I was talking about like, keep in mind, 10 years ago, what you guys had technology wise didn't exist. Exactly. You know, you had to, like, I remember growing up, and when I was in high school, you had to ask mom, some kids had asked mom and dad, can I have a friend, can I get a Facebook, and all that kind of stuff. It still does, but the thing is, it was, it was kind of like a new rave where it's like, you know, you have to be careful, you have to really set, you know, security isn't as strict as it was back then. No, it's really not. I mean, as a father, I worry about what my kids watch all the time, and my kids like to go on YouTube. Oh, okay. I have found some things that my son's been watching that oh. I do not approve of, okay. and they've slipped it in as children's content. Yeah, it's crazy what they'll, they'll push in, especially that's why a lot of people are like canceling Disney Plus because it's like it's not worth it because how woke it got. I mean, I'm still trying to catch up on the Marvel stuff. Just watch everything up to Infinity War. And you're that's good. what I was told, and I'm still catching up. Yeah, <laughs> that and I've been watching anime. So that yeah, same, same. By the way, yes. After you're done with My Hero Academia, I highly recommend Kenichi the Mighty's Disciple. All-time really? favorite anime right there. Okay. I'll check it out. It's it's phenomenal. But back to our topic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so pretty much I asked, because I was talking to them, like, you know, because they have instant communication. They have uh, my, or not my, but Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. And so pretty much you're just like, hey, what's your Snapchat? What's, can I add you on Facebook? And you're good. Well, that's a big red flag. Snapchat's also become my, like MySpace a little yeah oh my gosh and then and i was talking to the boys i'm like none of you understand of calling the girl and having the dad answer 
That was real fear. Like that was oh, like Oh yeah. That was like either you she picks up or something like you guys don't understand that. I, I even well, the teacher came in, it's like, yeah, that's why I didn't date in high school because I just not did not want to deal with that. It was so yeah, funny. I mean I I was very lucky in that when I was in high school, I, I started dating when I was seventeen. Oh. And that was when I got my cell phone, but my first cell phone. Nice little flip phone. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. For me it was a Motorola Razor. For my first friend it was a Kyocera. No idea what my phone was. I just remember it was this old, clunky little block of a phone. Yeah, it was Kyocera, and then I'm just having this phone, and I see all the kids oh, yeah. have, like, the nicer phones. I, they can actually have a loud speaker and everything. I still remember the day that I thought it was so cool that I had a camera on my phone. Oh, yeah. That was like, oh, I had the camera. Oh, you can... I remember there was one commercial that introduced... I like... remember getting in so much trouble because I ran my parents' bill, phone bill up. Because I was sending pictures to my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember they introduced like ringtones. Oh, that was the man. first thing. And and nowadays we're like, this is dumb to kill this ringtone. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, this is so ridiculous. And it's just like, really? It's like, in law kids, it's so funny because it's like, we explain to kids, like, you have to press a button three times, three or four times, just to get a letter when you're texting. And they're like, they'll never get that. Oh, no. They'll never, never get never. that. Never. Oh, my God. I wish I, 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 can't, I don't remember where it's at, but I need to go look for it. I think we still have the, the Motorola Razor, the, the original. Whoa. The OG that, that I inherited as a hand-me-down from my brother. And I'm just like, this is so crazy. And... Just playing with it, just like, and then looking back, I'm like, I want to have it and take it to school and show these kids, like, try to text something, try to write something on it. Like, I can't. Is it touchscreen? Because it's like, it's just just phenomenal how these kids are just like, they're, you know, they're just brought into this technology, you know, all this boom. Well, the culture for technology is evolving so stinking quick. It is. It's like even the Apple Pro that came out. Oh, I hate Apple. Don't, don't, we don't talk about Apple. (laughs) That's the one thing I won't talk about. No, it's just like a lot of people are just like mm, a lot of people are questioning it because they're seeing them like go out in public. They have a headset. Of course, you can see where you're doing, where you're mm-hmm. going, but seeing them just like interact with it because they're like they're playing a oh, game or doing something. It's just, that reminds me a lot of the Microsoft Hololens. Have you heard of that? I heard about it. It's like a pair of sunglasses that makes holograms everywhere for you. Oh, it's really cool. I'd love to have it. All <laughs> yeah, right, it's technology. Oh man. You know, it's just that'd be pretty nice to have. For me, it's just like I just want a laptop, just so I can do podcasts. Oh yeah, so, but hey, PC is pretty cool. PC is awesome, but it's limited mobility. Yeah. So, that's the hard part. But that's oh, life in general. Yeah, that's <laughs> life in general. It's like limited mobility. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You know, it's just like oh, but you know, it, it, like in some ways, I'm just trying to prepare myself for. You know, just trying to prepare myself, set my heart ready, and see, you know, don't, you know, go easy with this girl I met and mm-hmm. rooted. And so it's like, we'll see where it goes. Hey, so, I'm, I'm pulling for you, though. Yeah, I'm pulling for you, too. Hopefully, you and this girl from Ashland meet. I hope not. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, if, if, if it meets, I'm worried that she's going to be like, hi. <laughs> just sit there, just staring at me, and I'll be like, hi. And I wait another five minutes, and she finally responds. <laughs> Are you? No, 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 no. She's the girl. So far, what I've gotten from this girl is that she got a degree for art, mm. tried to make it in the art world, couldn't hack it, and is now working in the service industry. Um, that's hard. Yeah, 
It is. Yeah. And there's me. I work at a community college where I can literally take any class I want for free. Nice. Icing on top. So that's how I'm going to tra trap one of these waitress girls. Marry me and you can go to college for free. <laughs> there you go. There you go. No, the thing is, it's just... You know, the thing is, it's like meeting this girl and talking to her. So she was like really chill. She was so like when she worshipped, it was like, you know, you see that she was so on God kind of thing. I'm like, this is it. Even one of my buddies told me that as soon as she walked in, he's like, that's Carlos. That's Carlos. Definitely Carlos. I'm like, all right. You know, she's kind of like a country girl, too. So it's like, looks So you have all these guys that know that you're interested in. But not a single one of them stopped her from running. I think that they're sabotaging. <laughs> <laughs> they're up to something. There's like you know they're maybe they're the reason why she left early. She's like <laughs> they they faked a little phone call to the house and like hurry you gotta get home for the dog. Oh gosh, right? Not Fido. Not Fido. No. <laughs> but here's hoping. I mean, there's a lot. It's just so I'm just excited to what's the future is holding because there are times it's like I'm praying. I'm hoping it doesn't feel. Anything's happening, but I know God's like in the background working on something. I mean, so. one of the nice things that I know about hope is hope is always there unless we are not doing the things we're supposed to. Yeah. It's, if, if there's a lack of hope, it is because of despair, because of sin. Excuse me. Yeah. Because sometimes we get so easily distracted. Like, you know, well, that's the hard part with like technology, too. It's just like, you know, all the images that pop up, and it's just like, it's even the other day, it was just like, you know, just seeing these videos. I'm like scrolling through, and then all of a sudden, there's like a girl's butt, like you thirst know, like, trap. Yeah, thirst trap. I, I got rid of TikTok just for that. I'm oh, like, there's just there's just nothing to see. Oh yeah. Well, the thing is, I never had to. Like that's for me. It's like I never had TikTok, which is cool. Nice. I I regret ever looking at TikTok just once. I had a buddy of mine, um, you, you Corey. Yeah. He has over eight thousand followers on TikTok. Jeez. Yeah, guy's hilarious. I love watch. I, I love watching his TikToks, but then I go to the next one, thirst trap. Yeah, I'm like, gosh dang, God. I know, I know. There's and they advertise like... all the dating apps, and you're like, you're lonely. Get a girlfriend. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> thanks for reminding me. Thanks for reminding me and remind and, and remind me. Are you actually free? You advertise that you're free. You're not. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The the biggest scam of the from twenty of twenty twenty four is dating apps. Yeah. Oh man. There's one time I was kind of like I was contemplating on getting Tinder. It's not. I have one rule for Tinder. I swipe right. It's because you don't have a nose ring. That's, that's, it. that's, that's it. That's my filtering process. Oh wow! And so far, it hasn't. It has not steered me wrong, and that's because I've never matched with anyone. Oh wow! <laughs> that's funny. It's a swipe right is like when you match, right? You're, you're yeah. Like swipe left is like you're like no. It's funny because I got a dating app specifically for my religion, and all I've gotten in people that are liking me are in Nigeria, the Philippines. <laughs> They're all outside of the United States. I'm like, great. And the one that I actually matched with that lived in Nigeria, I'm actually friends with her still on Facebook. Oh, wow. She lives in um, Kenya. Okay. Nairobi. She's really cool. She's really nice, but there's no way it's ever gonna work no yeah i get that i i'd be hard there's just there's just so much to do before that would actually work 
like living for once and then like connecting like you guys meeting up and see and like, then on top of that i'd like to have at least one more kid in my lifetime mm. I, I i just feel like i have one more kid waiting for me gotcha and he's over 30 if she were to get here tonight i'd say it's, it would be a good three years before i had to get married and i'm not having a kid out of wedlock <laughs> no, i get that i no, I get that. Because... It, it just it wouldn't work. And on top of that, I wouldn't want to put a woman in a situation where it's going to be between her and the kid. Because that's what happens when they get in their 30s. Yeah. They, 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 it's now become a geriatric pregnancy, and that could kill her. Oh, yeah. And this is someone... I, I love women. <laughs> I don't want them to die, and I don't want them to suffer like that. So... Yes, I'm going to go after younger women because I want to have another kid. Yeah. I think this one, the one that she's 30, 33. Oh, you poor monster. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, well, I have to let go of younger women because, in a way, I have to let go of them because the way I look. You know, I'm a big guy, burly, bearded. No, you're good. And the thing, yeah. Are you sure? You're good. You're good. You're yes, good? you're big and burly. But here's the thing, that goes well for you. You're masculine. You're very masculine. I mean, you look at me, and I'm nowhere near the built kind of guy. We'll work on that. Once I'm you get working more... on that. Yeah. I'm working on that. I'm, I'm probably never going to be as big as I would be. I, I was just thinking about it the other day. Um, some more context for me. When I was five, I broke my back oh. in a car wreck. Okay. And so my brother is now 6'3". In high school, shredded. All dark and handsome. I was just thinking the other day because he's always laughing about how he's taller than me. And I'm like, well, you know what? I would have been just as tall as you if I hadn't broken my back. Technically, I'm 6'3 like my brother right now. I would not be obese right now. <laughs> I mean, you still pull it off. I mean, you just have to work at it. Oh, know? yeah, I know. I'm going to have to work. I'm going to have to work. That's the difference. I know. And Jorge and I will be there rooting you on. Oh, yeah. Like, well, and vice versa. I mean, I want to be there for you guys, too. Yeah. And I want you to be able to have the family that you want. I know that's something that you desire. I know. The thing is with my friends that they, when they told me, like my buddy told me about that, he's that's like the fact that they're rooting for me. It's Plus like, on top of that, younger women are looking for older guys. That's a crazy trend. That's, it's not a crazy trend. That's reality. Oh, really? That's reality. It's been that way since, what, the 50s? Yeah, because there's a, actually... I this... mean, even further back. I mean, women want... Security. Yeah, they want. Well, that's the thing too. One of the passions I talked to is they want security and you know someone and support too. Even like there's a video where a guy where this girl talks about like, you know, girl like on average guy looks for the girl that's in like like working in the health like at the hospital like a nurse or like someone that works at like a like a either as a nurse or a teacher, all that kinds of stuff, because, you know, men are looking for someone to be, like, someone for nourishing or helping with Have health. you ever seen any videos by Homath? Homath? No. Highly Maybe. recommend you looking that up. Sounds familiar. Because he talks about how women see things in the dating um, demographics and things like that. It's very, very clinical how he does it. Mm. And he talked about, there's a one that I was talking about where it was talking about how women will go for someone that's a little bit higher than them. They'll either date equal or up. And they never will go look down. And so it's just a matter of that. Um, 
But yeah, it's sorry to go off on that tangent there. No, 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 I highly recommend his videos. They're very short, but they're very, very clinical in the sense of like, well, here are the things that men look at. And he talks about the three different categories we have. We've got marriage material, we've got sleeper material, and then we've got sweeper material. Oh. And sweepers are the ones that you have relationships with and you don't want anyone to know about. And then yeah. there's the sleepers that you don't mind people seeing in public, but it's not going to go to marriage. Yeah. And then there's the marriage material. Yeah, those are, for me, it's like, I'd rather, like, wait. This position, like, I'd rather wait for the right one, and then instead of just going walkers. Because, unfortunately, I see my brother do that. Mm. Where it's like, he would be on the dating apps, and it's, like, so annoying, too, because he'll be in a relationship, and then, like, a few days later, he'd be single. I'm like, oh. like he would just, he would just... He, he was just dating, dating, dating. It's just like, can you not right now? It's like, it was hard. There's one time I was going to bed and then he gets a phone call from a girl. I guess he was on like a dating website or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then he was describing, or describing like all his like, you know, what are my hobbies? What he likes to do? And I'm just like, dude, it's like midnight. <laughs> can you not right now? And that was the hard part too, just having to share the same room with him. It's like, it's just like I can't go to bed because he's like doing something late at night, like playing video games or watching movies or something. Like that. It's just so annoying. I get that. I I remember when I was working at Jeldwin, and I was working the graveyard shift, and my sister would listen to metal all day. Mm -hmm. I I think I got to the point where I got conditioned that metal was relaxing. Yeah. But yeah, I completely get that. I never had to share a room, luckily, so I don't have to worry about that. But I can imagine how that affects you. Yeah. And so for me, that's and that's another part too. It's like I want to be alone. I like to be alone, kind of thing, mm -hmm. because I've been through so many things where it's like you're looking for peace. I'm looking for peace. And then my, especially my mom over the holidays, she was like, "Why don't you join us? Why don't you like okay?" And you're always in your room. It's cold. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm at peace. Mm -hmm. Especially with the chaos that I went through, like you know, from living up there and then finally coming down. It's like she's like, "Why don't you join us?" I'm okay. First of all, we're doing nothing. We're watching movies mm -hmm. and just sitting there doing nothing all day. Well, there's 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 a fun thing going on there. I mean, it's a matter of one of the things that I've noticed from being married for seven years mm -hmm. was that women don't count time with them unless it's doing something that they enjoy. Core memory, kind of thing. Not even so much core memory. I mean. For example, I could be playing D&D &D with her and a bunch of my friends, and she doesn't count that as time together. Oh, wow. Um, but when we're sitting on the couch watching a show together, oh, okay. that's time together because that's something that she enjoys. Oh, okay. Well, I was thinking it just because it's just between you two, you it, know. It's not even so much that it's just between us two. It's just it's a matter of her enjoying it. Oh, okay. So even if we were to go to, like, a friend's party, be spending time there as long as she's having fun it's counted as time together but when it's not enjoyable they don't count time together. and that's that's just one of the things that i've noticed and i'm sure if anyone listens to this podcast and then looks back and comments on it and says oh you're wrong sean you're wrong yeah like I'm... it's it's kind of like the theory of uh women dress for each other they don't dress for men it's kind of like kind of be like the out like who kind of, is it kind of like showing off or is it it's not even showing off it's more of they want to be viewed as attractive by other women because they view their social status off of attractiveness oh, okay. 
it's it's a weird dynamic, and I am so grateful I'm not a woman. <laughs> I'm Love women to death. Do not want to be one. No, yeah. The thing is, with like with like how I'm a guy, I'm kind of like I'm glad I didn't become. I'm not. I'm a woman. I'm a man kind of thing. Where it's like, I would never want to become a woman, and I do not want a woman to become a man. Yeah. Hey, one of my exes did that though. Really unfortunate. It's it's kind of hard to just seeing that where it's like, I mean, it's just like, oh God, how to say it. It's like we're losing that family value. But we've been losing the family value for years. Yeah, but this kind of, kind of, like this area, at least this time. I'm going to avoid getting political here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm going to avoid being political here because I could go on a nice tangent about that. Yeah, oh my goodness. I know. I, I've done some fun research in that regard. Yeah, the thing is, I try not to get too political either, especially at work where it's like. Oh yeah, well it's hard to because that's what, honestly, I'm going to say one thing about politics. Just oh one thing. We need to start talking about politics again. Everyone. For me, it's like, I'll talk about politics, but we got to get to a point where it's like, we just need to talk as adults. Well, I just, I remember growing up, everyone saying, we're not going to talk about politics. We're not going to talk about politics. So I never talked about politics. And now I live in a generation where no one knows anything about politics. Yeah, the scary part. Nobody knows about it. I mean, yeah, vote. Yeah, vote for it. whoever you think looks nicer. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's become basically American Idol. Yeah, and oh, yeah. you just see a few little blurbs of them. And you're like, oh, I can't stand this other person because it's hard. The thing things is... like that. But honestly, we do need to talk about politics more. And I feel like making it a taboo topic because it's a great way to, for, for us to get to the point where we're all so sensitive. Right. I, I one of the things that I look for in a woman, one of my big green flags is a woman that does not get offended easily. Oh yeah, honestly, that is. I, I am a highly offensive person. I I filter about ninety percent of what I think. I'm not gonna lie. I I one of my favorite comics, which is gonna be a controversial take, is Matt Ryan. Oh, is that the young guy? Yeah, the yeah. young handsome comedian. Yes, oh. yes, I know. For me, it's Dave Chappelle. I'm that generation. Oh, Dave Chappelle's good. I like Dave Chappelle, but Matt Rife has no filter, and it's just focused on being funny. Yeah, and no one cares too about like that's the cool thing. About I think it. Butterfield. Amazing beard, hilarious guy, Australian. He's getting canceled left and right, but he doesn't. Yeah, because made... it's funny. I know because Dave Chappelle's doing the same thing too. He's try... he made a deal with like Netflix, or they made he got like this. Also, he's getting paid millions of dollars for like specials. I, I want to find someone that does not get offended because honestly, mm -hmm. we've gotten to the point where we're so sensitive to everything. We can't even joke about the things that make us sad. I want. I. I. I am full bore okay with anyone joking about my ex, my relationship, and calling me a cuck because of the fact that mm -hmm. I was so whipped. Oh, gotcha. For me, it's like like I would make uh, I would make fun of the whole like breakup thing. Some were like laugh, other get so offended. I'm like, okay, keep in mind, I made the joke. I'm the one that's. I don't get offended. And the thing is, it's like it's it, like in some ways, it like it helped me you know get through it yeah like it'll the, be like... the only times that i've ever really been offended is when someone else is offending someone else on purpose and it's hurting oh, them yeah i mean that's the only times that i've ever actually been that way and i can understand there's a time and a place for everything and i'm i'm really blessed to have a really awesome boss at work that's teaching me how to be more political 
and dealing with the atmosphere for, yeah that. for me it's like like for me it's like handling kids that yell at me oh and the thing is instead of like shouting back at them you kind of like control the situation mm-hmm. control the environment you know separate two kids or yelling like you know they get to a point like if they're yelling at each other what's the difference in authority because yes there's some familiarity with you mm-hmm. but you're still an authority figure and so you can separate them like that. Yeah. It's very different than if you were to look at my situation where I've got my daughter and my son hitting each other. Clashing. Yeah. And clashing. And I'm like, uh, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. I'm talking to them calmly when they're angry and like that. I'm not going to get anywhere. Telling them to do something in that situation. I'm not going to get anywhere. If I put myself in between them and I say, hey, use the dad voice that everyone yeah. loves. Yeah. They drop. Where? And it's 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 crazy how important the role of the father is for that. And, and that's why a lot of like for me, that's why a lot of teachers are happy that I'm there because like they're I'm another guy. Yeah. Everyone else is well, it's me. It's me and three other guys. So it's four mm-hmm. guys total as teachers. Of course it was like the vice principal, but in a way he doesn't count because He's like, you know, he's a vice principal. He's, he's the like, principal. He's, he's the man. He's like, yeah. got stick it to the man. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> but no, but like for when I'm talking in the perspective of teachers, there's only me and three other guys. And a lot of kids nowadays don't have their father roles because their fathers are working. Yeah. I mean, I I was talking to Corey the other day and he was talking about how he was at this one place where they were advising some younger men. And one of the kids, he was fixing something up. And one of the kids came over and was like, can I watch you? Can I help you? He's like, yeah. And the person that's his counselor was shocked that this kid was calm. That this kid would destroy his houses, punch holes in walls, things like that. But he didn't have any positive role models. No one talked to him. Nobody did things like that because there's no male roles. We've, we've pushed a lot of male roles out nowadays. No, then that's one of the, when I talked to one of the pastors at, at church, it's like, in a way, it's kind of a stigma for a guy like myself to work at elementary school because a lot of people think it's weird. You know, you I would be, like you would like here's a big burly bearded guy working with children. I'm like, honestly, they, there's a lot of the kids I interact with. They find so much security mm-hmm. because, like, you know, at one point, I did hate my size. I hate like I wasn't skinny. I didn't have a six pack. But then I run to run into I meet people that are like skinny, have a six pack, and they're like, I wish I was you. I wish I hadn't broken my back, then I'd be just as tall as you. Yeah, there's something. There's some guys that are like, I wish I was tall as you. I mean, you already have the intimidation factor that I could never have, and plus, you're over six foot. Yeah. So all, I'm already disqualified in a lot of things, especially <laughs> when it comes to dating. Nah, oh my no, god. Five nah, eleven. No. I'm still mad about that. I, I I can't believe I realized that the other day. I'm like, I lost out on height. Well, you can still make a difference. You know, can I always... can make a difference, but well, be a surprise. Be surprised. You know, be the one that like people. Well, no, I just lie on dating apps and say I'm six foot. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but but being in that state, there's like a lot, of, especially a lot of these kids. They don't have a dad, no. and then unfortunately, they don't have a mom either. So it's you wild when you start talking to them. I mean, even just like I was at a park with mm-hmm. my kids, and they're out playing, and they'll go run off. They're like, "Bitch, dad, I don't mm-hmm. care." And then I'll just smile at a kid, and they'll walk up to me. and They'll just start talking to me, mm. just thirsting for that. Male. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say thirsting for male role model. But wanting to, but engage. wanting to have some engagement with some sort of male figure. Yeah. 
because they just don't have it or the male figure that they have in their life isn't interested yeah and that's the thing too with like here's an example of these two bracelets one i was walking back to a classroom i knew you got those from a girl <laughs> well there's two little girls i of gave course. you of course and the thing is what it was crazy because there's like one girl that was walking she was going back to her class but i was picking up kids to go test we had to do like take it one by one do like because they had to do reading and then all right. that you know all those phonic you know testing and when i was coming back there's one girl she actually saw me and there was another guy like a sub walking in front of me she stopped him gave him a bracelet and then she stopped me and she gave me a bracelet because she had like a whole bunch of them on her arm <laughs> and she was giving them out and so That's awesome. she gave it to me and i'm like it felt it was awesome because you know she gave me a big hug and she always would look for me she was one of the kids that would look for me out on the playground because we had like this thing called the quiet coyote but for me, how yeah, I try I to know be exactly more, what you mean. But when I try to inter, how do I try to be more interactive? I kind of boop the snoop. Like my quiet coyote, I would boop the snoop of their quiet coyote. Oh yeah. And I like quiet coyote, and then they like reach their hand <laughs> up to me, and I'm like, and boop, like, do it. <laughs> and like, I'm like, boop, and they're like, yeah. they get so happy. And this girl, I think it was the same time where I I took her from her class, I tested her, and then afterwards she just gave me this other bracelet. She's like, here, I want you to have this. I'm like, oh. Like, I already have two, and then it's just like... That's awesome. You're going to have a whole sleeve here soon. I know. I'm <laughs> like, you never know. I was talking to my coworkers, like, I might have a whole arm full of these bracelets. <laughs> and especially with Valentine's Day's coming up. Oh, yeah. All these cards are going to become flying. Oh, man. Left and right. Not, you know, not just on me, you but like all lucky, these... lucky, lucky jerk. <laughs> right? Right now, right? So much love. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, the girl that gave me the, the second girl, I think she, the, she was there... She was with me that I picked her up when I got the, the first bracelet. And so for me, it's like she's one of the, also one of those kids that also follows me around recess when I'm doing like patrolling out. And I'm looking at him like, you know, you can't hang out with your friends, right? You, and it's like, no, I want to stay and hang out with you. I'm like, feel safe. I feel safe. Unfortunately, this, I don't know what the first girl that gave him the bracelet. I don't know what her family life is at home. I think she has both mom and dad, but the second one, mom and dad aren't together. And the other day she was crying, like I got the I had to make the decision. I don't know what's going on, but she yeah. I guess at one point where mom and dad or dad mom was like, You where do you want to live? I mean, one of the most painful things for me when my divorce was starting was the fact that my kids were just not able to fathom that I was gone. One of the worst lines that I can still remember to this day, it's still echoing in my head, is my daughter saying, Dad, why is so-and-so in your place? Wow. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, your mom chose him. Your mom chose him. I'm sorry. And then, of course, Max had to contact me later and say, why did you tell him that I chose Morgan? I'm like, I did. Sure. I mean, you're with him right now. You so. guys are together kind of thing. You know, that's the thing too, where it's like, there's one kid, it's like, I just got a new dad now. And it's like the mom has a boyfriend. And apparently now it's like, you can see in a way you can see, you can, in a way you can see that desperation. Yeah. It's like, I have a dad now. Because mom and, mom and dad are not together. One lives far away. Yep. One lives close. And... Sometimes even mom doesn't exist. And so it's kind of like, it's rough on him because it's like, I have to adapt yeah. to a new person in mom's place. Yeah. 
or in dad's place. I mean, it's hard. And my kids even asked me once. They're like, Dad, are we going to get, get, are you, you going to get back with mom or are you going to get another? I'm like, I don't know. One of the things that I'm, I am definitely not going to do, I'm not going to introduce just a girlfriend into my life and then introduce them to the kids. If if I introduce the girlfriend to the kids, I'm proposing that exact moment. Okay. I, there's no way I'm going to bring women out, woman after woman into my kid's life. Well, that's hard. Yeah, that would be hard. I, I, I'm not going to do that because, number one, my son already has a biological dad. And he already has two dads. He's already got huge abandonment issues from his dad. And I, I'm not going to bring someone into their lives that's not going to stay. So they'll never know. I don't want them to know that I'm dating. I don't want them to know who I'm dating. Because of the fact that I need to give them stability. I need to give them something that they can see as normal. Uh, One day, maybe, I'll find... Well, actually, you know what? I'm not going to say maybe. I will find someone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get, you know, I already know I'm going to find someone. It's I know. Hori and I will be backing you up. You know, especially, you know, keep trying. You never know who you're going to connect with. That's how it was at Rooted. You know, that's how I was like, am I ever going to find anyone? Because... If I was there, I would have been like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> I need to talk to you. Right. What, what do you need to talk about? <laughs> no, even when I left... Like, there's one girl that was kind of really smiling at me for a while. Like, we kind of locked eyes and just it, waved. And it, it's really re weird for me. I have no problem helping out. I find talking to women if it's not for myself. But the second I start thinking about my own feelings, full on panic. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, for me, it's like the overthinking. Like, does she like me or is she being nice kind of thing? Like, oh, like, that's the worst. So it's kind of like, you know, you talk to me, have a good conversation. Even the, even like this one, one, another girl that I work with, I'm like, she's really cute. But the thing is, it's like, you just being nice, and she being nice. But I'm looking at it now, like I finally, you know, I finally confirmed, like she was just being nice. She's just being, yeah, friendly, you know, it wasn't like a huge because she didn't know how old I was, and before that, or at least the what in my own thinking, my own dumb thinking, it's like you know, she was very. Like, not anxious, but kind of like she really liked talking to me, or at least I felt that way. But no, she's more, she's like a really social person. Yeah. And that's how I debunked it. I was like, okay, she doesn't really, you know, we don't. I she, mean, she could, but she, here's the thing women are weird in that they don't have feelings. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of hard. It's extremely hard. And they try to be subtle. Yeah. And then it's like, why is he picking up any signals? I'm like, well. Are you putting any up? Are you putting it up? If you are, can you make it easy for us to read? Can you, you know... Do you like men? <laughs> right? It's just like, can you not? I mean... It's weird, because I remember... I, I've been watching podcast, a lot of podcasts, and one of the podcasts I saw, they were talking about how the, the person who asks the other person out needs to pay for the date. I'm like, well... And then they brought up the point. How many women ask men out? Not really any. Not really, no. They don't. They that's just not something they do because women can't handle rejection. Oh, of course not. They just, you know, collapse. I mean, 
even like there's guys that even like especially like there there's like one thing they're trying to do is encourage people to give men flowers too yeah and then because even a friend of mine she asked me like yeah like is it weird to you know give guy flowers i'm like no it's no. more of a sign of respect it's a sign of respect and on top of that that guy is going to keep that flower for the rest of his life because we don't get compliments yeah i know because i saw because she's like is it girly or is it elite you know you know deem, you know well, yeah it's girly but it's flattering it's flattering and it's more of like wow it's crazy and then it's like no and i showed her a, i sent her a video where these two mma fighters the manliest men you'll ever see one giving flowers to his opponent because you know is to <laughs> the knock them off. Yeah, right. Just like it's, it's, it's tactical. It's tactical. I can't hit you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's more of a sign of respect because these two are about to go at it. Yeah. On a match day, and he wants to show like, hey, there's no beef, there's no quarrel between us. Yeah. I just want to show you respect, and you know, it's an honor to fight you. Happy as my opponent. Yeah. And it's just phenomenal. A lot of people don't see that. It, it's 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 weird. Like if a kid will give me a flower on Valentine's Day just to show appreciation of me, I, yeah. I would start crying maybe yeah. just because of that emotion of like how much they, you know, well, they admire the, the admiration mean, kind of thing. I can remember all the times I was given compliments. I'm sure you feel the same way. Oh, yeah. And we just hold on to that because we don't usually get those. No. There's some that are surprising too because... There's one girl I used to work with. She's like, out of nowhere, it's like, I like, you know, that shirt looks good on you. The green looks good on you. I'm like, thanks. And that was like on cloud nine. I mean, I remember her. my first compliment. I was the first time I wore a cologne. Wow, you smell nice. Right? And I'm just like, yeah, I smell nice. <laughs> you know, there's even like, even like one of the compliments I got from when I was in high school, I was doing a senior project or I was ready to go do a senior project. I shaved, I cleaned up, and then I heard one of my teachers, he said, like, he, Carlos, I overheard him, he's like, Carlos cleaned up so nice. And that was just, that gave me a good boost to do my senior project, and it was just so phenomenal, just having that feeling. Like, even having, like, even, like, when I was in high school, even, like, the girls that I never had any contact with, or hardly had any, we were just, like, see each other once in a while, and then all of a sudden, one day, they just show so much appreciation about me. It's like, yeah, we like you, you're, you're awesome. Even this one girl on my senior, kind of like on, like my senior year at the end of the year, out of nowhere, I see her all the time, you know, I hardly had any interaction with her. She's like, you're weird, but I like you. And I was just like, what? Even those kids I didn't like hardly knew, she, they would like write my ear, like, you're awesome. Let's, you know, we really appreciate you. I'm like, I'm like I felt, you know, felt amazing. They literally looked up to you. Yeah, they did. Cause they're just so short. <laughs> They still do. Yep, 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 yep. You know, even some of the kids that I work with at my job, they're like, I love you. I'm like, love you too, kiddo. Yeah, and it's that's just... awesome. That, honestly, that was the one thing. When I uh, when I lost my job back in July, I, uh, I was actually looking to see about being a substitute teacher. Oh. One of the nice things of having a degree is I can still call yeah same with my degree i got a, i just got a bachelor's but for like a master's you have or you have to keep going yeah but i was like i'm good i'm good i'll i'll, I'll probably look into it later on but I'm, right now i'm just taking a break how expensive school gets. for me at this point it's kind of like not worth it it's like i'll probably just use this up for like parapro or do work mm -hmm. or even go somewhere even higher in the school district and call it and then just go from there and there's more money to be made in substitute teaching than anything else oh yeah i can actually quit my job and then go to sub and then just make so much more money 
Oh yeah. I had a friend of mine. He was talking about how his uh, girlfriend quit just trying to get a job at school. And was just going back to subs because he was making so much more. Yeah, subs are just insanely making money. Just, it's just crazy. They need them. They need them. They do. We all, we all need them. A lot of people are just bashing on the school system. And it's like, okay, first of all, you need to show support. The system may suck, but the teachers need so much more support. Yeah, I it's mean, insane. there's a lot of things that are really, really odd about our school system. And the especially the hierarchy up top that controls it all. Down below where the people are in the trenches, those are the people that care. Yeah. Fortunately, there's people, the, the wrong people are being hired as teachers. There's one guy that they did like an MMA thing on YouTube. Like, ask me anything. Or like, it's kind of like anonymous things where people yeah. tell their secrets. There's one guy that's like, I don't really care about these kids. I just care about the summers and weekends off. And for me, like, that pisses me off. It's like, seriously, you went through all that trouble becoming a teacher not to care for these kids? Yeah. Like, that is, like, the dumbest thing, the most disrespectful. But then again, you also have to remember, our society has been designed to not care about others. Yeah. And even then, not even to care about your family. Yeah. It's getting to that. I mean, just the idea of woke culture. There was a thing the other day where a girl was talking about how she was glad that her dad had died because he was a patriarchal figure and that just supporting the patriarchy and wouldn't acknowledge it and wouldn't listen to her about what she was trying to say and oh. wouldn't be an advocate for what they were, she was trying to push. Yeah. It's just, it's just so sad. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just like, like, that's how it is with, like, these broken homes, especially with these kids. They tell me, it's like, I don't like my dad. I don't want to be with my mom. And now everything's, it's, it's, it's interesting to see how things are going back and forth, as far as that's concerned. I mean, we've got all, all these feminist movements that are going on, and now it's starting to get towards the MGTOW, the men going the other way. Oh. Where they're not wanting to be with women. They predict that 80% of women are going to be single in 2030. Jeez, more breakings for us. Jeez. Say that. <laughs> but these these women are extremely big. <laughs> and they've run through. I mean, they already found that the top 5% of guys on Tinder mm. are going through 90% of the women. Whoa. On Tinder. Jeez. That's insane. And that 5% that women only swipe right to. Unfortunately, it's like... Women swipe right significantly less than men. Oh yeah, men it's it's an even it's an even fifty fifty pretty much. Well, the thing is, it, women they don't it doesn't it's not hard for the women because they're like the, they're the prize and they're well not even that. There's so much variety. Yeah, and there's a thing that's that, that's out there that they talk about. Um, it's called um hypergamy. Hypergamy. It's where a woman is trying to find the best outcome for herself, mm. and the way that it goes is that she goes to the man, the man provides for her, and if he provides. Uh, if he, he can provide a surplus for her, it looks great. But the problem is, is that because of the feminist movement looking for equality, the woman is making just as much, but his money is our money, and my money is my money. Oh, okay. And so there's no reciprocity, there's no 50-50, there's no partnership in it. It's men are becoming slaves. Fortunately, yes. You know, the, and then, no one will talk about it because the patriarchy is bad. That's the reason why I wanted to create my streaming channel, Patriarchy Gaming. 
Oh, okay. Because I thought it would be hilarious to finally give a patriarchy out there that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just pretty much be solely by gaming. No, um, that's the thing too. It's where it's like, you know, sometimes it's like, like women have so many high standards. It's like the standards are too high. It's not unreal. It's not even that. It's not even that anymore. What's going on? They found is that women are getting these high up guys that are using them as sweepers. Oh, okay. And then they think that's where I'm at. And then once something does, I go, got this once. This is obviously where I'm at. And so they're punching way above what they're really at. So I mean, pretty much, if something goes wrong, I have wrong. no illusions to the point that. For example, I feel like I'm a four today. Mm. I are, looking at myself, how I feel, my confidence level. I'm a four. I'm, I'm fine with that. Normal day, normal days on a three, but you won't find a man like me, like a three, trying to go for a nine or an eight or a seven or a six. Mm. I'll maybe try for a five, a four, a three, sometimes even lower, because. I want a connection. I want to have someone I can take care of. And I'm fine with the traditional role. But when women are making the same amount of money as me, why not be a partner? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, because that's the hard part, too, where a lot of women are finding more careers. And so, like, I don't need a man. Well, it's, it's not even that they don't need a man. It's just they want that companionship, but they don't understand that if you want to be equals as far as partners, both have to contribute. Right. And a lot of women are thinking, I'm a prize. I'm I'm the thing that need and, and that's not a, bring anything to the table. I know that's the thing for me. It's like if you want equality, you also have to take the responsibility too. Yeah. I mean, one of the saddest things is a lot of women nowadays don't really have much to them. No. I mean, I'll I'll try talking to them, they're like, Oh yeah, I, I like this. What about it? I like to read. <laughs> what do you read? Well, I haven't really read in years. Well, well then do you really like to read? Yeah, no. Okay. Oh, I like to go hiking. Our favorite spots? Where, where, where do you go hiking? Uh, you know, a park. <laughs> Are you meaning jogging? No, 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 I only walk. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. How they say these things, and then you go to talk to them, and then they just start peeling away at that onion, and then nothing there. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of careful with, like, some of the women, too, where it's like, what's their, like, life? And where, like, where at in life they're at? Because even I was starting to be okay with, like, you know, being, like, the stepdad or something. Because there's actually another, like, single lady that at the church. That... I will already say right now. Don't do it. Don't go for single moms. Okay. Number one. You will never, ever get the opportunity at that time where it's just you. I've never had that. There was always a baby. There was always some child that we had to take care of. And I, I honestly wish I'd had that opportunity to have just us together and have that time to build our relationship, living together dealing with each other's quirks. There, there was no time for that bonding. The bonding was, we're bonding over the, the, the stress of all the work and the keeping up with everything. 
ultimately it came to the point where I was taking care of everything because I, I felt like it was something that was helping her de-stress uh -huh. when in reality she was just starting to take it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it was with another girl I was kind of interested in, but the thing is the maturity level wasn't there. And so she would say, Oh, let's go out to lunch. Let's go out to lunch. And it's like, and she was, and it's kind of like, it was more like I was, I was kind of like, was dating a friend but thing is it's like she didn't want to step it like step it further she was just like let's just hang out let's just hang out we're just great mm -hmm. friends i'm like all right we're done but every time she so every time like i'm like all right i'll just buy my own food and it's it's just hard too because it's like here i am interested in you but she were just like i don't know, like didn't want to push it or didn't want to go and it's just like let's go hang out let's go yeah get, i'm like no that's a person that doesn't want a relationship they want experiences and they want experiences and they're so. they're still in the survival mode where they're trying to see how it is to live yeah. without having to have actual confidence behind it yeah. so yeah it, it's a wild world that we live in but it's going to get better we just have to keep pressing forward and becoming what we want well, yeah, and that's the thing, too. I think we just need to focus on ourselves more than anything. Mm -hmm. After all the craziness out of the world, I think we just need to leave it up to God and just go. And then I think for me, at least, <laughs> that's what's showing up now at the at the church yeah. group I'm at. And so it's just like, well, she is she the one? Who knows? But that's going to be determined next week when I, if I see her again, if she shows up. That's true. I mean, I'm not too worried about it. I could still be single. I have other... It's okay. I know, I know, I don't know very many single women, but you can always come to church with me. <laughs> there you go. And it's like, well, the thing is, I'll be like, okay, we're leaving this church. We're going to my church. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to my church. Let's go to my church. See, you know, see which one's better. Oh, <laughs> but, no, no, no. Nah, no. I already know mine's better. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man. I won't even go into that on the, uh, on the no, podcast. No, we're not there yet. <laughs> we can talk about this, but I'm not going to bring it onto the podcast. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, we're at over two hours, so yeah, yeah. You want to call it's it good? Great talking with you. We can stop right here and we'll, yeah. we'll pick yeah. it up another time. Yeah, we'll call it good, and we'll just you know pick up a different topic and just go from there. Oh yeah, yeah, it'd be fine. It's been great. We've gotten a good basis on topics, and I. I think you're starting to slowly catch up to me in my hero academia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you haven't found the hentai on it. Okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> There's a difference between hentai and etchy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me here. Of course. All right, All right everybody, thanks for listening. I'll Hopefully catch I you guys every week. Yeah, I know. Here's hoping. That'd be great. Just do that. this regularly. I mean, I'm down. I do it. I, yeah, I know. Did you have to come out my house then? Whatever, like. You know, but we'll plan on it. We'll figure we'll it figure out. It out. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right. Nos vemos. Good night, everybody. Adios.